You're listening to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Thanks for listening to the new episode of Yoshiden. I'm in Oxford, California, and um, I'm here with John Hendrickson. Um, John Ox, Oxnard, Oxnard. Yeah. Um, what? What? It's about what? An hour away from LA? 50, yeah. 60 miles north of it, right? Yeah, we're basically between LA and Santa Barbara. Okay, and um, only other thing that I know Oxnard is they have Dallas Cowboys training every summer before the season starts. Yeah. But it's a beautiful part of California. It's, um, if you have a chance to visit here, I highly recommend taking Freeway 1. It's, it's spectacular. I mean, you, you drive across, basically. You pass Malibu and, uh, what was it, Zuma Beach or whatever that beach that they yeah. go? Yeah. No, well, Oxnard is no more for being a ghetto than anything else, though. It's farming community and stuff, and then, shit. A lot of migrant workers and gangs. Yeah. Was it um, <clears throat> Fernando Vargas? The boxer? Yeah. Yeah, he's from here and stuff. I mean, shit. All that deal. I mean, Oxford's not known for much. It's, it's, a, it's a quiet community. And, um, yeah, so this is a casual conversation today. I, I think if you've been listening to this podcast from day one, um, John Hendrickson did it with a guy named Minion, and uh, it was a Chico Wang episode. And John is a, a great friend of mine, that someone I work at Evil Angel. And I think when we work with each other, you were there for maybe a couple of years before you left. I don't know how long I, I worked Evil Angel when you were there. I was there about four years. Okay, so we, yeah. yeah, we were seeing each other. Cool. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I, I had to change my plan, but I was originally supposed to drive up to San Francisco today on the way. So I figured I'd come and visit you because yeah. it's a nice tr- drive anyway. But um, I had to change the plan. But something significant happened to adult business two days ago. And um, we talked a little bit about it before recording. So um, so I used to work for Evo Angel. And we, we, it's if we use um, Game of Thrones reference, do you watch that show? Yeah. OK. Evil Angel stuff in one of the big house, right? Like yeah. a House of Lannister or something like that. Um, in adult business, they're very significant. Um, unfortunately, two days ago, of, of a friend and also brilliant director for Evil Angel, Jake Malone, jumped from the bridge. And I don't, I don't know the name of the bridge. It's um, it's in Long Beach, and um, very sad. I think he got there like early in the morning, like seven, seven thirty. The police showed up, tried to convince him not to do it, and I think um, I think he was driving like a U-Haul truck or something, or van or something like that. And they tried, but he jumped. He had, I think Jake was 61 years old, and I talked to him God, 10 days ago. He sounded okay on the phone, but I was with my friend Brandon I. Oh, you know Brandon yeah. I as well. Good guy. So. I don't know all the details, what was going on to him. All I remember was um, Jake was a very, very nice man. Uh, I respect him a lot for his movies. Very dark. Um, I think they're visually beautiful, and I, I really like his movies. 
and even though he was into bondage kinds of movie, it was always women dictating what's going on. So it, I, I thought I thought it was nothing um, demeaning to women by any means, and I think he kind of liked the fact that beaten down by girls. So um, it's a fetish for a lot of them. Yeah. No, I don't. I only met him a couple times. Launched just a passing type stuff. I mean, he's always a nice guy. Had a great reputation. But, he loved music, and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was one of the few guys to actually call me to see I was okay when I got fired by Evil Angel, and um, it was genuine, you know, because the few people I still have friends in that business that one could call me, they really, they really didn't gain anything by being friend with me. But Jake was one of those. He just wanted to make sure I was still okay. And in fact, when I talked to him ten days ago, I just wanted to make sure I was all right. And, yeah, <clears throat> I didn't realize how much of a trouble he was in. So this is what I heard um, before you make comment on it. Yeah. Um, I, th I think some of the porn people get sensitive because whenever there's incidents of suicide or overdose and things like that, the industry as a whole get bad name. But this is still a small percentage of people compared to say, I mean, how, how many hundreds of thousands of people work in it? So, yeah. you know, it, it, these are, this is not good. It does happen, but I could also make argument that if you're a dentist or a cop, I'm sure you have a percentage of people committing suicide and things well, like that. The hard part is, especially with porn, with porn, who follows the backwards? Mm -hmm. Most people, you don't know what happens to them. A lot of people just fade off, disappear. And shit. Most of them, end up, I mean, they're getting marginalized. They end up with jobs that are like whatever. There's not much they can do after, especially if they're performers. There's not a lot out there for them. I mean, there are certain exceptions, like I'm friends with Sasha Gray, and she's yeah. a huge exception to the yeah. role. Um, but, you know, so, someone like Sasha, I met her sister and older brother. Sounds like they're, they're a very happy family, and they get along. Um, obviously, Sasha's an extremely smart girl, so she had options. I mean, she, I think she would have been successful even if she didn't do porn. Personally, yeah. you know, I think she thought it was a way to get known, get her name out there, and become something. I mean, shit, because face it, look at Paris Hilton, everybody, sure, you know, freaking Kardashians. I mean, they made their name by fucking making pornos. That's how they got it out there. In fact, if I, I think it was Dana Diamond, the big, huge star in porn right yeah. now, she even, I think she's the one who said she had a backward, she should have been a civilian, should have done a sex tape with somebody famous, then make the big chunk of cash then get into porn because amount of money they would have made for something like that is you know you would have took them years of doing hardcore anal scenes and shit like that you know yeah. so I mean shit I mean it's hard I mean cause fuck so many people have done the sex tape so many it's a lot I mean who's who's actually pulled off successfully and actually made it with it I mean there's very few it's in passe I mean, now right yeah I mean shit figure look it's like the hard part, especially for the chick side of it. Um, I mean, the girls that do it, you see a lot more out of it, but uh, was it? I'm trying to think of one male actor, mainstream guy, he did one, nobody gave a shit about it. You know? Yeah. There's been a lot of them like that. It's really when people give a shit about a certain person doing sex tapes, and others, they really don't give a two cents, you know? Yeah. I think public figures are obvious because they claim to be having some moral... Uh, first of all, I don't even know why it's a moral thing if you're having sex or not, you know? But... That's how it is in the states. But when people pretend like they don't, they're not doing so doing things that are so called questionable and get caught by the rappers, fucking girls on tape, like nobody cares about yeah, that. Yeah, well, nobody cares about a guy. You face mm -hmm. it, most people don't want to see the guy fucking. 
there's you I mean there's gonna be certain segments side but dude every guy wants to see whatever girl he can see he wants to see fuck I mean yeah it's just natural he was he's seen her speak he wants to see her fuck only other exception is if if there's and I'm not claim he is gay or not but let's say someone like Tom Cruise is caught with a video of fucking a guy or something then that that would be yeah, yeah. it's gonna be internet clips all over the place but it's not gonna sell a bunch yeah of that's true you know I mean it's some shit I mean people people wanna make fun of it people wanna see it for the you know mm-hmm. sure factors the, the uh, freak factor of it but do you think like people really give a shit if they're gay by pretending to be heterosexual and acting dude the hard part is like especially like Tom Cruise and like those guys they if they're hiding if they're in the closet with it the problem is they've been in the history so long. I'm not saying he is, but no, that's why everybody say hypothetically, yeah. like Travolta, technically hypothetically Travolta. Yeah. When we start off, it was Welcome Back Carter. You couldn't be gay back then. You needed to hide it. You yeah. To be in but the these closet. days, it seems like yeah. silly. It's amazing they belong to a church that hooks you to a lie detector, though. But um, I mean, fuck. And <laughs> and you know, um, Jared Leto just yeah. won an Oscar for um, I always get the name wrong, um, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. yeah. And some transgender community was mad. Well, you know, <laughs> you and I deal with transgender community because we used to work yeah. for a company that sell female porn and whatnot. And um, they're great, nice groups of people. But they were angry because why didn't they use transgender actor for that role? But if they're going to make the argument, then they have to be ready to ask questions like, well, are you willing to prevent gay people from playing straight male characters because that shit happen all the time what's yeah. his name from uh, um, How, I Met, How I Met Your Mother yeah. the main actor he's gay but like everybody knows he's gay yeah, but nobody yeah nobody cares if he plays a hetero character yeah yeah, because well, he's a good actor yeah. well it's like what is it Modern Family yeah. you have the gay couple on there one's actually gay one's actually straight oh is that right yeah the, the, actually there was the uh, I can't remember the guy's name but the fatter one of the two he's actually straight and the other one's actually gay okay yeah I mean, with the whole transgender thing, that's just because there's not that many roles. But how when you see a transgender role in a movie anymore besides shit? I mean, there's the crying game. You know, yeah. There's like, you know, there's very few of them, so. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I understand the frustration. Yeah. But these things take time. You know, Bruce Lee couldn't play the main character in Kung Fu. Yeah. And it was Bruce Lee. It's like if you're making a basketball movie and you're telling Michael Jordan he can't play that. Basically, that's what it was, but timing, you know, and, and 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 the little people can play little people in Lord of the Rings. They pick actual people, you know, CGI and all that stuff. So well, they gotta make how many movies and how long do they last? You never know. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like, you know, I mean, also too with transgenders, how many transgender actors or actresses, whatever, do you have out there that are well known that actually have done have some sort of background, whether they're playing males or females in the role? You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's one model, and uh, something Carrera. I probably got her name right, but I mean, I have to say, if you didn't know that that's a a person born as a man, you would have never guessed because yeah, she's gorgeous, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe she could play Bond girl. I don't know, but um, overall, things are getting better for them. Yeah. Gradually. The fact that we could even talk about this stuff in public. Oh shit! Nowadays, no, no, you have to be cool with it. If you're not cool, then the, shit, yeah, it's wrong. You're screwed. And even you know, 2008, where all the most of the uh, Latinos and Black people in California voted against Proposition. What was it? Proposition A, yeah. the gay marriage, which is really surprising to me because they've been discriminated against 
You would think they'd be more sympathetic with gay people. Oh, hell no. The most racist people I've met have been other races. <laughs> Shit, my well, wife, you're talking to the one. <laughs> yeah, my wife is Hispanic. Yeah. And her family's some of the most racist people you'll ever meet. I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, it sounds but terrible. Do you think because of the gay stuff, it's basically religious stuff? Like, I don't understand. I mean, for a lot of them, it's... I mean, shit. The hard part is, like, they don't like it. They don't... They're, for those families, it seems like a lot of them, you know, they hate it. They don't want to say it. They don't like it. But at the same time, they're accepting as hell. Yeah. It's like... Well, you have to. It's your family member. There's, there's always that gay cousin or uncle or something yeah. like that. Everybody's cool with them. You know, he's the exception. But do they want to give them rice? Do they really want to admit to it? No. It's just... It's a fucked up situation. Um, anyway, we, we're getting off the topic yeah. as usual. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> no. I'm really old. Going back to Jake Malone, um, I like Jake. His movies are fantastic. Uh, you know, um, the hard you keep, the suicide thing. Okay, he was on drugs and stuff. That's a big factor. And then also, if he's been doing porn for a long time, because the thing is, he really hadn't. He's going to be 61 years old. And he started up in the industry in like the mid, like 2004, somewhere in that ballpark. He started early 2000s. Cause no, was, I mean, no, no, he, he was in, he was in kind of early on, but what happened was he went to jail for like seven, eight years in between. That'll put a cramp in your career, yeah. Yeah, so I, I know, I don't know, I don't know the correct chronological order, but I know he has something to do with either Elegant Angel or Evil Angel Yeah, okay, there was early a- on. Because I know cause there's a, the whole write-up on in the adult press where it was talking about um, was the guy from Red Light District. Yeah. Um, he he he, he, he met Dion. Yeah. Who is the owner of? Uh, well, I don't know if he's Which, still owner of it, but he was no, at least one point. He's he was combat owner. zone now. He's combat zone. Okay. Yeah, because he got he got ousted from Red Light. So there was a, a porn powerhouse one point called yeah. Red Light District, and and, and had uh, Dion. Their powerhouse thing was they were par- the uh, parasitic. That was their big deal. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's yeah, right. That's that right. That was their big deal. And so Dion, I, I don't know what's his background, but I met him a couple of times. He was he was a really really nice and and um, Red Light District had a roster of a good director yeah. performers like uh, Brandon Iron, uh, Steve they, Holmes. They cleaned out Adam Mike Wallace. Stefano <laughs> and um, uh, what's her name that used to be married to Mike Stefano, uh, Jewel Denial, yeah. on and on. And um, Eric Everhard, they basically yeah. they had the old anabolic lineup. They had, because uh, did Les come there for a while too? Les was them for a while, wasn't he? By the way, anabolic is also another uh, yeah. porn company at one point big. There the anyway, company. anyway, uh, yeah. so Dion owned that company and he met, um, Jake Malone, yeah. his real name is Parker, in prison, and they were they were okay, yeah, they were friends. I think they were probably friends outside of it, but I'm sure they became better friends in jail. But anyway, when he got out, porn people tried to help him with jobs, and yeah. um, you know they tried to help him. And anyway, I I, I don't know the detail, but he had a drug problem for a long time, and. You and I, we don't, we never have problems like that. We like to drink every once in a while. Yeah. Maybe we smoke weed every once in a while. But yeah. if they cut alcohol and uh, marijuana out of my life, it really, it's not, it's not a big deal at all. I think I have a bigger problem dealing with sugar. But, <laughs> but, but I don't know what that addiction is like. And I, I, I could tell the stories I heard by Jake that he had problem. But even while he had a problems, he would never like hurt other people. It was just basically he was hurting himself. You yeah, know? And that's usually what it is. I mean, and things like with the hard. He was not a mean guy at all. Yeah, like I said, everything I ever heard about the guy was good stuff. 
the worst stuff you hear is the stuff Nelly's died. Yeah. The, all the entire articles were about, oh yeah, he was a good guy, but he owed me money. And that's the main thing everybody's saying about him. It's actually kind of pathetic. It's all about not not talking about how great the guy was, or he did this, or he did that. No, he was he was a good guy, and really nice, and he owes me money. Yeah. So it's like yeah. then you know things were not going well, and I saw him right after I got fired. Two years. That was the last time I saw him in person. I talked to him a couple times uh, after that on phone, but. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's like watching Use Your Suspect. At the end of the movie, it was so obvious the whole time he was talking to the guy that he was looking for. Yeah. After someone kills, like, I look back, like, oh, maybe, maybe it was a sign. Like, I, but it, you know, I'm not, I'm not really good at catching those things. Yeah. And the hard part you read into it, and it's like, shit, when somebody decides to kill himself, they decide to kill himself. My, uh, my dad's cousin grew up, they grew up like brothers and stuff. He killed himself. <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's just, Oh, and, get, and with me, my 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 dad, my cousin, my yeah. uncle. So people get depressed. People will, well, also the hard part of the Asian culture shit. They hide that shit yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, fuck that half this shit. Japan, the big thing now is fuck murders. They hide them in suicides. The cops don't want to get uncredited. They don't have a bad record of not solving the crime. Yeah, so it's it's, it's yeah. easier in places like Japan yeah. to like murder someone and make it look like yeah, suicide. They don't want to because they don't want to admit they don't know who did it, but. Nah, it's just you know, suicide, suicide. You, you, there's nothing you really can do. The person has to want help. If they really want to kill themselves, they're going to kill themselves. I mean, and especially if he's been struggling on drugs, he's 61 years old. He's an old pornographer. There's not a lot to do after that. I mean, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I I thought he had like a world class talent when it comes to porn and the stuff that I liked. Uh, you know. Um, I think if he was sober and healthy, even at age 61, I think he could still had a good career next 10 years. I mean, he's a tough market, but yeah. he, 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 to me, guy like him and John Stelly, I don't like, whenever I hear him talk about S&M and bondage stuff, I mean, I don't quite get it. It's not, it's not stuff I'm in. I'm not against it, but I just don't get the thrill. Yeah. But when Jake does it, like, it almost makes me believe, like, I could kind of get, get it, what's going on. Yeah. But, um, his stuff was dark, like bitchcraft, where all the lesbian stuff. But um, I always felt like women were in charge, you know. Well, shit, that's the whole like spinal tap thing, where you got to put the woman in charge, of it, especially with bondage stuff like that. Yeah, and you put the guy in charge of it, then it's a fucking hate crime. That's just yeah. it's, it's a crime. Put the woman in charge of it, it's empowering. I mean, there's a couple of things where. It was dark where women, women were terrified running for their life yeah. kind of thing, you know. But it's, it's made-believe, you know. But um, one of the funniest things I saw by Jake was, you know, he, it was a scene with him and Annette Schwartz. And for those of you who don't know, Annette Schwartz is a very tall German woman, Amazon. I mean, she's like 5'10", big tits, big ass, just beautiful body, pretty, very beautiful girl. And she does anything you ask. Like, she does all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. But even she was like um, a surprise when she pissed on the floor and Jake started drinking it off like a cat would uh, drink from a bowl of uh, water. <laughs> yeah. Now there's, how uh, was it? Rod? He was just into a lot of kinky stuff. Oh, was it fucking Rod Fontana? Do you remember that guy at all? No. Oh, fuck. He, was, he worked extreme. Another um, big company that used to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, he was all about that shit. I, he was stoked to be a girl to piss in the cup for him and stuff. Fuck. I remember there, after a while, there was the big deal because he had some chick put her foot up his ass, literally. Um, that was guy. Fuck. I remember it was one of the first scenes I edited. It was early on extreme. 
I had to cut around and fake a pop shot for him because for some reason there was uh, blood in his cum. All right, so let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about your career. But let, let's. I, I just want to finish by saying that uh, he, he, Jake Malone, aka Parker, was a. Uh, for me, I never had a bad experience. He was very sweet. Loved music. He was very kind. And when I got fired, once again, he he was one of the few directors calling to make sure I was all right. And um, I was very very sad because I'm sure he has family members. I'm, I don't know about the detail about his family situations, but. Uh, for him to call when he wasn't having this mental problem and see if I was doing all right yeah. two weeks ago, ten days ago, you know, I, I just uh, wore all over him. All I remember was he was in Thailand for some reason, maybe he was trying to start a business. He went there, I guess things wasn't going well, and I think he might have been homeless or something. And just pure coincidence because Brandon Irons, you know, he paid attention to Instagram and things like that. He knew Jake was in Thailand, and so was Jay. Uh, I mean, Joy Severa, one another evil angel director, very successful, yeah. good friend of mine that I saw uh, recently. In fact, when I saw Joy, it was basically three or four days before. Oops, Jake killed himself. But we were talking about him, worried about him, and I, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, yeah. I don't have a job, and like I was, I'm struggling myself, but. Um, I was I would, I would have eventually called, but I didn't realize the seriousness of um, his mental state. You know. Yeah. Um, anyway, Joy Severa was kind enough to pay for the ticket, brought him back because God knows why he would have died in Thailand, and they would have never found the body, probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, um, was it Tuesday that happened? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So today's Thursday. So anyway, rest in peace, Jake, and. Um, I'm sorry we we couldn't have helped you. I mean, I mean, people people will say if you don't want to get help, they can't be helped. But I, I wish I could have done something for him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So John, um, I I know we might end up repeating some of the things we talked before. Um. I think first three or four episodes of Yoshi Den, then you were with Menyon. Um, but let's re- let's uh, go back a little bit. So you had a childhood in Oxnard. Oh, I grew up in Ventura. Ventura. Yeah. And which is like hour, hour and a half from LA, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. Nice area. And I just remember meeting you at Evil Angel. But the first porn company you worked for was Extreme Associates. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about, but I want to rewind some of the listeners. Oh, maybe there are less new listeners now. Extreme Associates, hence Extreme. They did a lot of stuff that was considered extreme back then. Yeah, they were pretty. They were notorious. They were. It was. It was a full circus. I mean. Yeah. They wanted to be edgy. They tried everything they could to be edgy. And it was run by a guy named Rob Black. Yeah. Um, he's very ballsy and controversial. Yeah. He, you know, he had no problem talking shit. I mean, talking shit got him in prison. I mean, he dared the government to come after him. They came after him. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to make a name for himself. He did. I mean, and he's still trying to. I mean, mm-hmm. shit. He went to prison. He came back out, and now he's. He's doing a podcast of his own type thing daily. Yeah. And I don't know how many people are listening to it. I um, I have mixed feelings about him because there's things about I hear about him in past questionable. I, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, and he's not here to defend himself, but yeah. some of it sounds questionable. But I have to say, recently when all this HIV problem and other questionable stuff in business, he does talk about it, and other people kind of avoid talking about it. So. 
I, I don't know what's his motivation for doing it, but some of the things he said is true. So he's, he's made his motivation pretty clear. He's trying to put out a he's got he's got a book on Amazon, so he's trying to, he's trying to get his name out there. He's trying to yeah. be a celebrity. I mean, shit. I mean, but do you think people really care about that much about porn these days? Because there's just so no. many documentaries and like even when I do this podcast, I don't know several thousand people download, but I don't even know what that means. You know, I think some people listen to if they listen to this, most likely a lot of them know don't know anything about porn. So maybe it's out of a curiosity, a yeah. freak show. Yeah. But I, I think if you come from good family and you have a very good education, I don't know why you want to get into porn these days. The hard part is like fucking. Well, nowadays all you need is a computer and a webcam, and you're in porn. And it's yes. been that way for a while now. There's. I've talked to a few people. I'm like, oh yeah, the, you know, they asked me what I've been doing. So I was editing stuff, kind of stuff. I worked with porn, and they're like, oh yeah, I did porn too. I've done this. And it's like, okay, they're on the very fringe of it, and they it's nowadays. I guess so many people think they've done porn or they're in porn. It's, it's a trip. <laughs> and, you know, I've said this before. I've had problems with some of the people you will enjoy, but you have to admit, it is a very successful franchise. Yeah. And anyone who makes money in any business, is, you know, you got to get handed to them uh, credit. But I really don't understand the market well, at all. I don't, I don't understand why anyone would one, pay. Okay, a lot of these companies lucked out. Back in the day when VHS was huge, right. the porn was the big things pushing it. And there's a lot of these guys that... If it wasn't for that, being in the right place at the right time would have been nothing. And VHS is what made them. Let them become a powerhouse. Let them get out there. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm 44, so I, I'm old enough to remember when I was young enough when VHS wasn't even an option back then. Yeah. You really have to go local porn theater, which is ironic because the whole point of watching porn is masturbating. Yeah. And in, I don't know how that works because I'm... I'm never sat down and watch porn. I did it one time at some regular movie theater they were showing um, re-digitized version of um, uh, Deep Thrill. Okay. So it was like room for people kind of giving tribute to that, but I don't know how that worked. Like, you go yeah, ahead, I, were you actually jerking off where yeah. somebody sitting next to you back then? I mean, It seems like that's everything. Like, I missed that too. I was, for what? I'm <laughs> 37, so when I was like five, six, when we got our first VCR in our house, yeah, porn was never a communal thing for me. I mean, fuck, it's it was ex very expensive back then, too. Oh, yeah, well, that was the thing, these guys were making they'd make a shit tape, it didn't matter what the tape was, yeah. and they could sell it for 80 bucks a tape. You I mean when it, it, markups were insane, people were paying fucking big dollars for it, it was, it was crazy. I think uh, Evil Angel was charging, I don't know, I'm just guessing at this point, between 15 to $20 per VHS tape back then. Oh, dude, they were charging more than Retail. that. Retail. Oh, yeah. was that higher? Sure I'm sure, back in the day, I'm sure they were more than that, even. Because they were probably charging 35 40 and the store was charging 65 75 I mean, depending on what was. And then if you throw a training tape out, they're going to charge yeah. that much more. Because anything that was, anything that was you know, considered bizarre shit would get that much more charge for it. And it was known thing back then that even these mom and pop video stores they survive because uh, blockbuster Hollywood videos they refuse to carry porn. Yeah, porn is what kept those mom and pop business for oh, a long shit. time. There's, there's still a couple of v, there's still a couple of uh, you know beaches, but rental places, DVD places here. Yeah, in Austin, the only thing that's keeping them open is their porn section. Because fuck, and I don't understand how that works. Anyways, I don't. I've worked in porn for years. I don't know who the hell pays for porn. 
Well, only only other thing is like if you're lazy to learn how to use internet or download, or you're just have a like ethical issue of it's downloading not, something. Uh, it's not lazy now; it's retarded if you can't figure out how to do it. It's just or you've got to be seriously handicapped in some form. I I worked with handicapped guys; they knew how to get porn online. But here, here, here's 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 the only other plausible thing that I remember hearing, which is some people are afraid governments intruding their computer. They don't want to stop, so they rather get v, uh, VHS or DVDs. DVDs. Yeah. That way, it's guaranteed. Another thing is, even if there's an underage person in DVD, they have a two two five seven, which is a law that say that um, pornographer have to keep record of someone. <laughs> Whoever they're uh, filming have to be 18. They have to prove it. There's a documentation. So, if you ended up watching a movie with an underage person, but it's through a reputable company, at least you're protected because yeah. the assumption was these people supposed to get their paperwork, so you're not liable for it. But other than that, I don't know why people get DVDs. You know, yeah. I, unless you're trying, unless you're worried about leaving something on your computer at home and trying to hide it from your wife or some shit like that. Then yeah, I, I don't get it. But it's just. It's all out there. And that's the thing is with the online now. It's like shit. I don't even know who's buying websites or who's paying for any of it. I mean shit. And even most of it now, that's what's killing porn too. Is there's all the cam sites and stuff. Yeah. I mean shit. You don't need to go anywhere for porn but your computer. I had customers in um, Washington State, Bellevue, Washington. I remember um, it was kind of beginning stage of internet porn. But this guy was telling me basically. He didn't want his wife to catch him, so yeah. on the internet. So basically, he'll watch something that night, break up a piece and put it in the garbage can. That was it, you know. Yeah. Complete, you know. He paid everything cash. You know? Yeah, no. That's so, you know, there's only record that we had on him was when he walked in the store. We have a video camera, but other than that, and we don't give anyone access to that um, videotape player. I mean, recorder. That's the only way he really protected himself, you know. Yeah, I mean. That makes sense. You know, if you're trying, like I said, if you're trying to hide it, you're trying to leave no record of yourself, then yeah. But shit, other than that, it doesn't make sense. I mean, fuck, face it, most of most of the porn shops nowadays, mm-hmm. I unless they've got booths, so fucking people can go there and jerk off or whatever, or fucking do their hookups. I don't understand those are even staying in business because face it, sex toys, most people are in those <coughs> online nowadays because it's just less embarrassing. I mean, unless you're trying to be out and have an evening with your wife and get crazy and kinky, there's shit. It's a lot easier to go on fucking Amazon. Okay, maybe this is a bad analogy, but yeah. you know when you go to an Apple store and you have a, what is that, Genius Bar or Genius, yeah. uh, whatever? So these people, you go in and they give you advice on their products. I remember, I mean, I don't know what it is because I haven't worked in a porn shop in, I mean, how many years? Uh, yeah, 11 years. Hey, Tracy, there's probably some dude that wanted to jerk off to you later. Yeah, like there's, there's, there's face you, you really want It's called to, Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck's going there? Which pocket pussy works best? Yeah. You know? so, yeah, okay, come on. I mean, that's just creepy. But, but I remember when I worked there, because, you know, when you, you I started working in a place like 98, 99, I, I don't know how many, how many of those websites were available to give people advice about what to buy. Yeah. You know, it, I think it still was kind of early stage. So pawn shop was like the arm, uh, automatic start because if you don't know anything about porn, where do you go? Oh, shit, so man. they will show up places like that. We try to advise them. Yeah. Guys who work in Apple, Home Depot, or whatnot. Yeah, well, face it, back then that was the only place you could go buy a vibrator and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Now, fucking dude, just go buy an electric toothbrush, it's fine. Yeah, and, and these days, uh, you're right. I mean, uh, we're at the point where if you want to find something about sex or porn, there's so many websites you could probably just Google that stuff and find the information on your yeah. own. You know, um, fuck no. 
the thing is, especially well back then, because shit, I remember like ninety one, ninety two, trying to get porn online was it was a completely different game. And even if you could, it would have just took forever to oh, download. Oh, it did. No, fuck, I remember downloading, being at my friend's house, literally old-fashioned modem where you put the fucking yeah. phone on it and taking a half hour to download a single picture that was really just ones and zeros put together so it would make a chick. You know what I mean? Just ridiculous shit. <laughs> so, um, let's go back. So, Extreme Associates, Rob Block, his wife, Lizzie Borden. Yeah, Look, she was always cool. She was really nice. Mm -hmm. And they ran the company, and I don't and I don't remember all the titles. I know some of the funny ones like Fossil Fuckers, yeah, <laughs> Granny Gangbangs and stuff like that. Uh, first, the first thing I read from was uh, Titalica. Was the first thing I ever edited was for a movie called Titalica, which was bad. But hey, they rip off Metallica, so what do you say? What was other, some of the other stuff that happened in Extreme <sighs> that you remember? Anything oh. amusing? Did they have cameras in each room too? No, they didn't. They weren't all. No, they didn't. They were. They, this was. I mean, shit. They were early on on a lot of stuff. That's the reason. They. It was. Well, the one that got the kind of trouble was Force Entry, right? Um, no. Yeah, Force Entry. They did Force Entry. There was that. There's all the titles. There's like four titles or five titles and shit like that. Force Entry. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, is basically a guy or two guys who break into the house, simulate like a rape scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Fuck, I'm sure they got busted for, because there's that. But the, Extreme was just it was one of those type of places where people knew they could come get paid and do whatever they could. And chicks, right. You know, the bottle feeder agents would bring the chicks by for a blowjob and stuff. The whole bit. So there was a lot of that crazy stuff at the office, right? Yeah. I mean, was I mean, fuck, I remember one time because they started a policy for a while where they were only paying talent on the first and the fifteenth, which actually became a standard now almost with a lot of places for a lot of. And we had a chick show up, thought she was going to get money for doing a blowjob that day and wigged out. Started tearing up on the offices the whole bit because she wasn't getting her fucking, I think it was, say it was 250 bucks or something like that. Right. Bucks. So she showed up and what happened? Like, just, <laughs> she just bitched about it? Oh, she flipped out. No, she started tossing stuff off the desk the whole bit because she wasn't getting her $200 right then. Yeah. And, but, yeah, that, they, they did everything, anything. They had, was it Kid Vegas there, which his big thing was AVN. He had won. Worst porn of the year, one or two years in a row. Some shit Wait, that's like that. not the kid, the skateboarder porn guy, right? That's not the guy I'm thinking about. Your friend? No, 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 no. Kid Vegas. You're thinking, um, what the fuck's his name? Um, oh, chicks, he's thinking with Ashley and shit too. Because he got out of porn. I mean, he was like barely 18. He was already a director. Remember that? Oh, you know what? Okay, you're talking about um, uh, fucking uh, Ricky. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ricky D. He wasn't well. He wasn't really skating or anything like that. But no. Hey, I'm not sure what he's doing now. Last thing I saw from him online, he's... It's so foggy to me. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's a because I'm older, but that's the problem with porn for me. Like, people come in, I meet them, I spend some time, all of a sudden they just disappear. That's porn, though. A lot of people just come in. They, they just disappear. Yeah. You know? And I'm mindful. Like, if I text and call and they still have that service, but they don't return phone call, three or four times, I just stop. You yeah. know? Uh, you got to respect them, but sometimes I don't know why they disappear. Oh, is it a good or bad reasons? And uh, you mm, know, shit. Most people either they don't want to deal with it, can't. I mean, it's it's porn. Yeah, mean, it's kind of segregates you from the rest of the community a little bit. I mean, fuck. And then it's also too. It's nowadays porn just leaned itself out a whole bunch. Yeah, I mean this for a while they're like early two thousands. You know, oh wait, wait. I, I I have to also let them know. John, you were primarily 
video editor, right? Yeah. I just want to make sure. Oh, no, I never, I never performed any mm. of this stuff. No, it was always behind the camera. There was a couple of things where you actually, I got caught in BTS for a second, but I was never actually in anything. So you, you, it was behind the scene, and you're a young guy when you were doing it. Well, you're still a young guy, yeah. and uh, when you were doing it, you know, the carnival atmosphere of some of these porn company. Sometimes it was fun, right? I mean, you have oh. naked girl running, naked girls running around, and I mean, you know, shit. the the thing is, with especially for like editing stuff, I was making whatever you're making mainstream, mm -hmm. and fine, just there was no rules to it. You could do whatever the hell you wanted, and everything was acceptable. I mean, shit, face it. I mean, it's, it's, there's a expected level of fuck ups in this business. They kind of expect you to be a little bit off and different, so. Sure. It makes it easy. And how long did you last in Extreme Associate? I was there almost a year. God, you lasted sure. that long? Yeah. I have a tolerance for bullshit. Fuck. I did, they, it was amusing. It was a lot of fun stuff. If you had, there's, I was at the, the right time. There mm -hmm. were a few different people that were actually cool to hang out with. That was what, there was Volt, uh, Chico Wing stuff. He was actually a music Chico Wing, who yeah. was in the, one of the early episodes of my podcast and who uh, overdosed in heroin, died. Yeah. Well, and his wife died a couple months before alcohol. that. I think it was the alcohol poisoning. He didn't, Is that? Yeah. He wasn't, his wife was the heroin. He was the alcohol. And, and um, methadone and shit too in the system. So I'm and sure. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I don't even what I said. It's been over a year, but um, Chico Wayne was one of the editors and later on directed for Extreme Associates. He was a web guy. Web guy. Yeah. That's that, that what got him carte blanche. That's why he got away with so much he did. Yeah. Because he was early on on the internet. He was one of the few that were. One thing porn did every time. Oh, porn on the internet. Porn on the internet and everything else kind of shit makes so much money out of it. Most people got ripped off. The porn producers actually lost. A lot of people got screwed over on that. You have these guys come in. They didn't know, they didn't know how to build a website. They didn't know how to monetize it. They didn't know how to do shit with it. So you get these guys coming in and ripping them off. What's right? These web guys are coming to build websites. And I don't know how many times I were here. Girls pay some guy thousands of dollars, and they don't do shit. And they keep asking more and more money. Yeah, it's the same fucking stories. And uh, I, I guess if you go back in time, I guess if you're one of the smart guys that knew a lot of computer stuff and and, and um, Filming people, I think you would have done really well in the last twenty years in the business, yeah. you know. And problem is, if you only thing, not only because it's amazing that you could fuck in front of camera, but but you're in disadvantage if you're only could perform and you don't know anything else, you know. Yeah. Because eventually you can't perform like we all get old, you know, and girls lose their look and. Um, <laughs> You know, it's, it's especially important. It just seemed like they grow dog ears. You know, like they age really fast if they live hard. Yeah, well, fuck that. And then people just burn out. Porn's always about the newest thing, the best thing. I mean, they want young, they want fresh. They don't want somebody's been around forever. And there's very few that have any kind of like cult following that will last a long time. Sure. And like the girl Inari Bach, she's one of the few of them that didn't do anything to her face. She's beautiful. She does yoga and all kinds of like physical activity and take care of her body. And she's beautiful. And she's got to be in like mid-30s by now. Uh, and um, she looks fantastic, you know. And then you got Jenna Jameson. Huge name, made a ton of money off of it. And now she's she's supposed to be making another run and going trying to do porn again, I guess. She ran herself broke again. She did her first porn, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, up and comer with Randy West, one yeah. of the Evil Angel director, and Randy West also like shows like if you don't know business, if you sign bad contract, you're gonna get screwed. And it sounds like Randy signed something that where it, it made no sense to continue producing stuff. Anyway, up and comer series, basically these girls are doing porn for the first time or pretty early on in career. Jenna Jameson was one of the first girls like within first twenty of uh, up and comers, you know. Yeah. 
And she looked kind of scared, kind of, but she was beautiful. I mean, there's no question she's beautiful, uh, attractive woman, you know. Back then, she looked more like an all-American cheerleader. Now, yeah. she just, like, fucked up plastic surgery and shit. It's just, um, you know, when you when you make Xerox copy of something, yeah. and you make a copy of a copy of the copy of the copy, and when you look at that last one versus the original, it's huge different, isn't it? Yeah. The kind of like actually one thing that drives me is um, well, basically what I'm trying to say, like when you get surgery over and over, you we all age. You would still look fine, but because of plastic surgery, you just you look old and weird. Yeah, and that's what she's had. And uh, fuck, have you um, do you have you seen that? Was it Farrah Abrams? Where the hell name is the teenage yeah. chick? Have you followed that at all? Yeah, a little you? bit. Because I've been watching. The, she's on that fucking uh, couples therapy and all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, she started claiming about the whole thing of, you know, it was supposedly just her boyfriend and all this shit. She shot with James Dean. James Dean, the only reason I know him and stuff is from back in the day with Volt. Yeah. He got to start off with, uh, he came into town with uh, Joanna Angel. They were boyfriend and girlfriend and shit. He would hang out at Volt's house all the time. Just That was when he was first trying to break in and stuff. Before we jump in, um, yeah. James Dean is a male talent, heterosexual male talent. Um, big star in the business right now. He, he did a movie called Canyon. Which was written by Paul Trader, or, or directed by Paul Trader, who worked on Taxi Driver, and uh, he's a good-looking Jewish yeah. kid from Pasadena. And that um, was the Lindsay Lohan. Trailer. Lindsay Lohan movie, yeah. And he's from his parents are like I don't know, very smart. They're a professor, engineer. Yeah. He comes from a really good family. Yeah. Good-looking old American guy, and um, good-looking Jewish kid, I guess. Yeah. And some people even saying like poor man's James Franco. Yeah. I don't mean by insult, but that's yeah. what I heard. So, I didn't know he started at extreme. I didn't know that. Well, no, this wasn't even extreme. This was anabolic at that point. Oh, okay. At that point, it was anabolic. Uh, two, another two companies, yeah. Yeah, because what well, like I said, Volt, he floated with the uh, um, web stuff. Yeah. That's what got him through. So, like I said, he was one of the few people that actually could set you up a website, actually make you money off a website. So, yeah. he was loved. That's the reason he got away with as much bullshit as he did, because he could do whatever he wanted. He was nice to me the couple times I met him, but he seemed... Um, Pretty abusive to his employees. Oh yeah, it, the, that's my yeah. nice way of saying how abusive he was. But yeah, fuck that's well within the industry. That's most of the places were mm -hmm. most of them shit. It's like extreme. Whatever you were, you were gonna get called that out on the on the, uh, the intercom if they got called back there. If you were like me, it'd be you fat fuck. If it was if you're Jewish, it'd be you he bastard. Yeah, I mean whatever it was, that's what you were getting sure. called. And that was where Volt and I came from too. And it's, it's a lot of frat mentality. A lot of you're going to get fucked with just because. I mean, because hell, the shit you're doing and stuff, you've got to have a little more familiarity with people than you do in a sure. regular office. So you, when you're working for Extreme for Rob Block, how often did you see Chico Wayne, a.k.a. Volt? How often did I see him? Yeah. Every day. Yeah, and for those of you, Chico Wayne, he's Korean-American, and he, you know... Yeah, he's, yeah. He hit it from the... he's. Classic Korean American too. He hid it from the family as long as he could. I don't think they found out what he was doing really. At least his parents until after he died. Yeah, I'm sure they're pretty much in denial because you don't want to hear your son. I think he went to then he went to jail for kidnapping and pistol whipping some girl. Yeah, it was his ex fiance and shit. He doing. I guess she didn't like what he was. This was before porn. Yeah, he was studying UCLA, and yeah. I just heard like. No, he, um, did, he did a year before porn in prison and shit like that, um, and that was for. I guess the whole kidnapping and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and, and shit. Um, but oh, was well, let's say with the fair thing though. 
She keeps talking about how she didn't know, which is bullshit. Her and James Dean, come on, they were they both signed contracts now, so they can't say shit. She's so full of shit. It, I, ju- I just think anytime, anytime they say they release some pay, uh, movies out, I mean, you have to have 2257 paperwork to prove that uh, you're 18 years older. I just don't know why they create this fantasy. Like, it's, 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 most of it's fake. I can't, I can't think about few. I mean, only one I think maybe legitimately was not, wasn't fake was uh, Pamela Anderson and... Uh, Tommy Yaks, yeah, they got their shit ripped off and stuff. And they, yeah. They signed off because they realized it was going to go everywhere anyways. Right. Might as well make money out of yeah. it. But it, 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 it wasn't voluntary. I mean, but, you know. With a fair everything. But actually, I kind of felt bad for her because she's on that show, right? Some people would watch the trailer for it and they're all, oh, well, fucking obviously there was a bunch of people in the room filming this and shit. Yeah. It was a straight-up POV. The only people, you watch it, and you, yeah. you know the industry at all, it was a POV. It was just him and her there shooting. It. Sure. But they're all trying Have to you seen it? I've seen parts of it. It's, I don't know most of it, but it's just... It's... It, yeah, it's, it's directed. It's a, James, it's a James Dean POV. It I mean, really is. It's, it's, not a, it's not a home movie by any way, shape, or form. I'm not... I couldn't, I couldn't blame her because I saw the show on MTV, and I frankly, I didn't, I didn't like her. Oh no, she's a cunt, but she's she's got the perfect. <laughs> That's background. another way to say it, John. She's got the perfect background for a porn chick, though. But and shit, I just feel bad for the, her mom. You know, oh, fuck her mom was a cunt too. Was she? Oh, you watch Maybe. the show. You watch the show. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Her mom was. Her mom's a wannabe, religious when it's convenient type person. Just annoying as fuck. She can't. She can't. Maybe maybe, I, maybe I'm just naive. Like you. When I watch it, it just seemed like it's a train wreck, wreck in some oh, respect. Yeah. But I still feel bad because there's just young kids, you know. But yeah. but if she had an opportunity to make a big chunk of cash or money to take care of her kid, you know, I don't really object to that unless she did something stupid with that money. Oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah. Her fucking lips look like she did. You know what I mean? She's getting injected and everything. She's fucking... I, I don't know if she's, she's got to be early 20s and it's like, come on. you The injecting the lips, the whole bit, is just ridiculous. The fake titties, the whole thing. It's like... It's just pathetic. And, and she tried to look like some movie star. She thinks she's some movie star. She's that's the Harper. A lot of those reality chicks they come off there and they. She's cute, movies. but like I mean, you have she, you have to be realistic how good looking you, you could. She's cute for a girl at the mall. Yeah, I mean she's cute for an average chick and stuff. I mean, but she the thing is what would make her hot stuff. She had a decent personality, which she does not have. Yeah, I mean she's just psychotic, but. I mean, supposedly she's all whining about the contract and how she got screwed and they had to take off the cameras and she couldn't talk about it on camera and stuff. She's full of shit. That thing is produced as hell. James Dean was hired to make the goddamn thing. Yeah. I mean, she knew what she was doing from day one. There's no, nothing she got screwed over on. She went out with Vivid. She made a movie for Vivid. And then wanted to make sure... She's not complaining was, about cashing those checks, you know? Oh, hell no. I mean, but... She she wants to act like the victim. She wants to act like she got screwed over. Yeah. Well, it's too late now. I mean, really. Yeah. Within a year or two, no no one cares, you know? Yeah. I mean... Well, fuck, Vivid's, I guess, taking the... I guess the edited out footage is going to make another porno out of it. So they're milking as much as they can out of what they bought from her. So I'll give them credit shit. Yeah. They're milking it. A Vivid's another... I mean, Vivid, they are huge. Yeah, Vivid shit. Vivid's, when back in the day, they were the ones you'd go into Sam Goody... You'd have Vivid and you have Wicked. They do your softcore porn stuff that you get away with. Yeah, they didn't do uh, anything that was um, out of uh, ordinary. Yeah, you know, the, they, they were the girl, girl stuff, the stuff, high production value stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff you could almost get away with having on Cinemax and shit. But it's 
you know, for me, it's boring. Yeah, um, no, no. You know, they they had the best gr- looking girls, like you know, Digital Playground. It's probably like that's like a B plus tier, I would yeah. say. But back in the day, it was pretty much vivid. You usually had the prettiest girls. Yeah, or, oh, it was or, vivid. Well, like by saying as a kid, I remember growing up and it was like, okay, you go to Sam Goody and stuff. They had that back section where they did have some adult. Yeah, and it was like. They'd have Vivid, they would have Wicked, they always had, they had the hot contract. Sure. And that, like, when I got into porn, that was the only thing I knew was those couple of names. And that's because the only thing you saw promoted. Whereas the places that, the A, a place that used to work, Evil Angel, their, their stuff is not going to be in those sections. Yeah. yeah. No. So, because it's so extreme compared to them. And uh, But I like Evil Angel stuff. Yeah. Not all of it. Well, fuck, if you're going to watch porn, I'd ever understood softcore. That shit always drove me insane. Yeah. That was the one thing I would just... Fucking piss me off. I think softcore. <laughs> I could kind of understand softcore. It's, uh, it's a nice tactic. If if you want to expose something to your wife or girlfriend, and you're worried that they'll be offended if you bring it up, one of the safe ways to watch something. And if the girl goes, "Oh my god, she's gonna fuck in the ass," who would do that? Then he's not gonna bring up the fact that he want to do that to her. So for couples, I think they're a safe bet. But I don't think evil angels necessarily for couples. No. You know? like, I think that's what the whole parody porn makes it work for. Because mm-hmm. if you want to bring something nasty home, at least you can bring it home under the guise it's a joke. You mean go, oh god, this would be hilarious. You love Twilight, right? Yeah. They got this porn of it. Should be a funnier than fuck. That's, I mean, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, introducing your wife to porn and stuff. That's I see. I don't know. I got a pretty open relationship with my wife and stuff. We just talk about shit. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I don't understand a relationship where you've got to sit there and try to sneak in if you like porn or not. But that's, that's reality for mo- yeah. most guys, though. That just trips me out. I, I don't get that. Never have. Um, so Extreme Associate, you work with them, wacky stuff. Sometimes people yeah. fuck in the middle of the room in the office and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, you end up with stupid shit all over the place. I mean, there was a kitty pulling back so you could piss on the girls. You know what I mean? It was... But they weren't selling pissing porn, were they? On the website, they put stuff up. Uh, that, oh, okay. That was the, you sneak stuff up on the website and shit. That was, I mean, fuck. Rob was hilarious about that shit. He'd be, he would he would recommend that you piss in the girl's ear. Uh, he wanted to make sure the girls were degraded with it because he found it funny. You know, shit. But you know, is it like they some of the girls get so desperate that after a while, like we're gonna pay you extra two hundred if you let us piss on you? Is that kind of the? Oh fuck, two hundred usually fifty bucks. Something yeah, like that. it was dirt cheap. You mean? The thing is, you get all these girls that come in with these CD agents that are basically a fucking pimp. You know what I mean? The suitcase pimp, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the suitcase pimp is usually suitcase. When you say suitcase pimp, that's usually the fucking, that's their boyfriend, you know, pimping them out type thing. Obviously. The manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you get these ones that were pretty much straight up pimps. Pimp. They, would, they would actually work a few girls knew what they were kind of doing. You know what I mean? But you, now, the Extreme was one of those places where the, you, that'd be one of the places you get brought to if, you weren't going to be able to go to Evil Angel or something like that. It'd be these girls that aren't that hot. Yeah. I mean, she's... I mean, Tab girl's got to wear a corset to cover up the fucking stretch marks or the scars sure. or the fucking sagging titties and stuff. The stuff that... Yeah, she will let you piss on her for $50. Because, you know, you know, quite often, like, sometimes a girl were, like, wicked or vivid contract girl, and once the contract's over for whatever reason... Then they still want to work, so they start doing guns or stuff, you know. Yeah. That's always been like, I don't know if that were a treat, but some hot, vivid girl is no longer part of them. Now she's doing like, I don't know, Johnny Darko's, yeah. you know, blowjob, blowbang movies, you know. Like, Jules Jordan, he was good for that. Like, he 
when a girl filed a contract, you yeah. try. You know, that's when you try to slip and get the anal real quick from the girl, and hopefully just sign another contract. Yeah. So she'd be off the market. And he successfully pulled that off a few times. I mean, I can cry for that. Fuck. That was like the big thing back in the day. That was him and Chico's big thing, where the him and started going back and forth. Was um, paying the girls like exorbitant amounts to do mm-hmm. anal and stuff for them, and making them swear they wouldn't do anal or something like that for somebody else for so long. And fuck, was it? Uh, when we said Joe Jordan, he owns yeah. a company called Joe Jordan yeah. Production, and it used to be part of Evo and Joe, but he left and he started like a miniature, well, not miniature, another empire. Yeah. He had a bunch of directors, him, similar style with Evo and Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I mean, that was because, like, with him and Volt, the, the fuck, most fucked up things, they had feud back and forth and shit. Volt's biggest fuck you to him was when he had. Well, Volt used to run a website called Luke4.com, right? Yeah. And uh, I also interviewed Luke, but by then, Luke left porn. Yeah. And Luke4.com at one point was the uh, biggest traffic of uh, porn gossip. So Chico was running a website, a lot of industry people were reading it. And he was talking shit about a lot of people, right? Yeah, he was. He would trash anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was to get attention to have fun with it. I mean, he was really as a frat mentality. It was I mean, shit. It was just being an asshole for the fun of it. But like, with the biggest thing to fuck with Jules was when he took him. Uh, Jules was working on doing a whole, uh, um, like, was it a goddamn it glory hole site? He was doing a whole, whole glory hole site and uh, movies and the whole bit. Yeah. As soon as uh, Chico found out about it. He hired the guy who built the sets for him and had him build identical sets for him. Oh. He had identical sets built exactly like the ones that he built him. Just to fuck with him. But, but why did he do that, man? I mean, I... I Just to... Because the thing is with Volt, it was also... He realized who was, who was the big name, who was going to get you the most attention of fucking with. But why did he need to feel the need to, like, fuck with people? For why? Well, okay. Getting his name out there? Get his name out there, and then also some of the stuff that Jules would do, he wouldn't like. But I said, where he would pay a girl more money yeah. to get their first anal or to get him not to do anal for other sure. people for a while. Go, well, I'll pay you this much, but you don't do anal for anybody for three months or some shit like that. Well, Volt would take that as an affront to him. He would get pissed off then. He'd be like, fuck that. I, I, I want that just as much as you do. So that was that's part of the start of the little mini feud where he started start trying to cock block him. And Joe's always was good to me. He's one of the people trying to offer me a job when I lost my job and on and on. He, he was really, uh, he's cool to me. He just, yeah. he just seemed very serious and always thinking about business only. But other than that, I, I don't have a problem. I've never really heard anything. Only thing I heard was he can be a bit of a hard ass when it comes to work. Yeah. But other than that, I never heard anything bad about him. So I don't know if I would have like started fucking with him for no reason. But Chico was one of those guys. I yeah. could tell. I could tell he, I mean, would you say he was a bit of a sociopath? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. He, he seemed like he was cruel to girls, too. I'm not into that. He, I mean, we could joke about being mean to girls, but yeah. actually doing it. Oh, yeah, no, no. He'd choke a bitch out. Yeah. They had, because he did that for a while with the, what the fuck was the whole meat holes thing. They had, it was a set, these set of websites that were just hard. They ended up pulling them down because they were afraid of getting prosecuted. Wait, so explain people what meatholes.com was it was literally choking meat holes it was just abusive as hell choke the girls out mentally break them down just talk shit to them you want it was all about making them cry and then as physical as you get it would be a, but did chico have something to do with that website oh yeah, yeah no he helped it out in the day. he started he helped design oh, i didn't know that oh fuck yeah he helped build the original sites his the original minion um which was his asian dude to work for him he took over and did it it was um because, oh, what was that guy's name? He also worked for uh, Anabolic. He was a director there. Um, 
Another yeah. Asian guy? No, 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 no. Um, is God damn it! What the hell is his name? Um, it makes me laugh every time I he- see a heterosexual Asian guy in the business because there's <laughs> so few of us. <laughs> yeah. Shit, there's hardly any now. But um, fucking um, no, he did the uh, um. They basically treat women like meat holes, like treat yeah. them like meat, be mean to them. Oh, they have that. And, and, and they like to break girls down by saying mean things. And it was by a guy named Contusion. Contusion, which, that's why yeah. Contusion, yeah, because, well, Contusion, you realize Contusion went by that he wouldn't show his face. Yes. They finally started uh, digitizing his voice because he's got a real distinctive voice. Yes. And he has a brother that's actually a famous radio DJ in LA. I always get their names wrong. Um, one is Bill Handel and Mark Handel. Yeah, Bill Handel's the one. He's a lawyer that has a radio show. Mark Handel's, he's a property investor and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember fucking Volk brought me to his house one time. Um, I think it was basically just to freak him out. To, to, and I don't know which one is the radio one, but, but one of them does show before Rush Limbaugh to tell you how conservative yeah. that yeah, radio station. That would yeah. be Bill Handel. Yeah. His brother Mark, is a, it was, he's got, it's a total split life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an upstanding businessman. Uh, does the he's got his property investment stuff. Sure. Um, wife, couple kids at home and stuff. Yeah. And then on the side would fucking beat the shit over. He was, he was more verbal. He was about breaking the chicks down, making them want to cry. Yeah. And he worked at a anabolic doing um, was it rough sex or yeah, it was rough sex. And those were the ones they pulled from the stores because they were afraid of getting prosecuted for. And I've mentioned that one before. Yeah. That. You know, some people don't like when I say this, but like I'm friends with Hunter Moore, and what I—if you have a problem with them, you know that's your decision. But what he did with the revenge porn stuff, because every time somebody does something new in adult business, it's surprising to me. And I have to say, he brought something new to the table, which is uh, it brought psychological element to it to his stuff, Hunter Moore, right? The reason I'm mentioning a guy like Hunter Moore because even if you don't like him, he brought new innovation to the business. Rough Sex by Contusion. Now it, it seems tame, yeah. but back in those late na- 90s, you know, just throwing the girl's face in the toilet, make them walk like dog, and put them in a dog cage and just mean physically and verbally abusive. He it was very different. It was the stuff everybody was afraid to put on tape that he wanted to get prosecuted. Yeah. Again, but yeah, no, that was. That was a trip, though. I mean, he definitely, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't like his, even, his name being said right now. He tried to hide himself really well from it. Like I said, he's got a distinct voice, and he ended up having to change his voice out on it because they started playing clips from, um, it was either Meat Hole or Piss Mops. They started playing them on Howard Stern one time. And all of a sudden, so all of a sudden, his voice is on national radio. Yeah, and people start recognizing. And he's got a distinctive voice. His, his voice is very... You think he's still in business? I, he's got still. Well, no, I don't think he's in the adult business. If he is, it'd be. I honestly don't know. I don't. I don't. I met him one time. I want to take a picture with him. He said no. Oh yeah, no, no. He. But he took. Like, he let me take a picture when he's covering his, his face. face. Right? Yeah, yeah. Pulls hat down. Pulls hat down. Have a cigar and stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, he would always hide his face the whole bit. But yeah, no, that was one. It was shit. But I remember in the convention floor, he was just being verbally abusive. To uh, I remember hearing him. Uh, I don't know if he was joking or not, but that voice of his is. Yeah. Fine, he could be a really good father and like loving husband and all that stuff. But when he's doing porn, he was a very funny. I have to say, darkly oh, yeah. funny. Oh yeah. In fact, they're probably the funniest. Him and what's the um, the Jewish male performer? Uh, you know him. He's always fucking in front of a uh, midnight prowler and a meat holes thing. 
Something Sullivan. Um, oh, so okay, I know what you're talking about Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, I don't remember his first name. Was yeah, but he was his partner. Yeah, the two of them were together. Yeah, no, they but I haven't seen them putting any new. Um, yeah, no, he disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. At so all. he disappeared too. As far as I know, I haven't seen him in God. I haven't thought about him in years. That's but those two guys, when they're talking, and girls are not even like. Um, that was porn that you didn't jerk off to. That's porn you just watch in shock, is what it was. It was it was listening to him break down these girls. It'd be like, I mean, it, it was as simple stuff as you know, you know, say hi to your dad. Yeah. Say that hi. I mean, shit like that. Is he proud of what you do? And just fucking the cruel factor was one of those type of things. It's like watching a train wreck. I, I I don't know. I don't know who got off to it, but just to I watch think a it, lot of people got. It. I, I, for me, I can, yeah. I can stop watching because it's like. Eating a salty potato chip or something. Yeah, no, like, no, no. Well, I you can't the, stop. I get the shock value. I get the thrill of it. I don't get jerking off to it. No. But I get to watching it. It was just, it was amazing. But there are girls that are so mentally tough that there's nothing you could say to them to hurt them. Like like the one I, I specifically think, the girls like Anish Schwartz and Delilah Strong, they know they're not, they're not going to waste their time trying to break them down yeah. because they're not going to. Yeah. In fact, some of them probably like a lot of get off on that stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you can't find any weak spot in those girls. I mean, they're just fucking tough. And I, I think girls like that, um, there are a lot of young girls who who, who are always get themselves in abusive relationship and things like that. If they have more self confidence and mental toughness, I think they'll be okay. But um, I wish they had like a little bit of like. 10% of the Lila Strongs of the world, you know? Yeah. Because, boy, you could not break that girl down. Yeah. I mean, she's strong. Annette Schwartz. Gianna Michael is another one. She won't tolerate shit from anyone, you know? And she was physically strong and mentally tough. Well, that's the one thing I'll give Handel, though. He would have taken those girls on a second. Yeah. He would have wanted... And, they were, and, and he would have taken abuse from those girls verbally, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, he would... Part of me thinks he got off on that to himself. You know, he should. But he now, but I think when he was a kid, I I don't know the guy, but my impression was he some some I think David Aaron Clerk, another director who passed away four or five years ago, was telling me even though he didn't necessarily agree with some of the things Contusion and Chico Wings were doing, yeah. but he could understand the psychological factor, like that the getting off on being cruel, yeah, you know, and it's fun talking to them about that sort of thing because. I could be cruel verbally, especially on doing comedy. But they're just cruel. They're one on one in a hotel room. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit different. It's one thing to be standing up on stage, goofing and making jokes. Another thing, just literally breaking down a single person, fucking trying to destroy them mentally. And that's and, what they would do. And like, why wouldn't you just get up and leave? But like, girls ended up staying, finishing the scene. But like, geez, you could just tell um, they're just not happy. Yeah. And. I, rem I remember where, God, he, he had this black girl and he kept, kept, kept calling her nigger and shit like that, you yeah. know, and like. Which, you I mean, the sad part is like, fuck, that was lowball. I mean, because usually he was better than that with the shit, but yeah. he'd find something actually to break him on. He wouldn't just have to go just straight to that. Yeah. And that was the reason to give him a little bit of credit, because fuck, he would just fuck with him. And I guess he had a bunch of like um, properties throughout Valley, and yeah, that was the girls he, were staying there, and like you know. Well, that was the whole thing. That's the reason he. One of the reasons when he teamed up with Volt, um, Chico, they he would supply him with houses at first. That was the whole Boogie Nice thing. Yeah, was he would have this house that he's going to remodel. It's a you know beautiful neighborhood. He'd buy the worst, the worst house in the best neighborhood. Mm -hmm. The whole thing, and he'd get these houses. They were amazing location, great views. I mean, the place would have been you know in the seventies would have been an amazing house. 
and Volt would come in there and just destroy these fucking houses before they're gonna get renovated. It was, I mean, so he didn't. So Contusion didn't care. They're gonna have yeah, fixed the fires anyway. Yeah, that was the entire point of it. Was it's gonna get torn. I forgot about that. I think you. I think you might have mentioned it. Yeah, but. Yeah, you know, sometimes these guys have to look for new location to film stuff, and um, you know, sometimes these girls have no place to go. Oh shit! Yeah, and it's a wrong combination of needing a place and drugs, yeah. and and taking abuse from these guys. Was, you know, is it Gina Oso? The, she was uh, sleeping in the backyard. Kept, well, she well the, she was stuck there because she was under house arrest. So Volt just fucked wait. Her. She's still alive, right? I don't know. <laughs> I. It's one of those ones that flipped a coin. She probably is, but I want to say her. She died. I don't know. She's yeah. You know, she was just a fucking one of those fucked up individuals. But no, Volk convinced her the house was haunted and shit. So she he kept her outside in the tent, right? Yeah, she stayed in the tent because she couldn't leave. She was on house arrest. She fucking had the ankle brace with the whole bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. He he literally got her shoot. That was one thing. Was it? Um, well, a few times John actually all asked me about fucking Volk was because. He was all excited about that fucking scene with her with the ankle bracelet. He was all, was that real? Was that real? When you said John, you mean uh, Stavano? Yeah, yeah, that was when he was like, Because yeah. John was watching that shit. He was watching the meat holes and the piss mob stuff. And that was like, yeah. Yeah. He was all excited about that. He wanted to know if that was really real or not with the. Uh, you know, I had I had problem with some director at Evil Angel and, and, and obviously the general manager there and uh, that scumbag Adam Grayson and uh, Christian yeah. Mann. But at least John, he's, he is a. Well, I don't think he's a, as, as much pro about porn as much as I thought he used to be. But back in the day, he really did watch other people's porn too. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's a pervert. He's a true pervert. That's what he did. But I don't like these guys who yeah. work in management that they don't watch porn. Like, wh yeah. why would you sell product that you don't know anything about? Because they're a fucking salesman. They don't yeah. give a shit what they're selling. You mean, it's like... I have a problem with that. Well, it's like Christian, man, dude, he's here because he's here. You mean, fuck, I, I don't know. The I, guy who fired me. Yeah, oh, fuck. I, he didn't have the balls when they. I worked for I worked for Metro Forum for a little bit there, mm -hmm. and I know I got fired. I got laid off. Is what I saw. I got laid off, and that I know is because I he had asked me to help out with their website stuff, and I basically told him that's not my department. And it was because he was a douchebag. Yeah, you know what I mean, is fuck. They were just it wasn't where they want you to be a team player when they want you to be a team player, and then it was a pain in the ass. That's but, and that's that's my problem. Like. Yeah. They don't follow rules when it's convenient for them, but um, when they want to get rid of you, they make up new rules. Yeah. In, in, in my case, they didn't write, <laughs> they didn't write the uh, company policy and work behavior, or whatever, until like two months after I got fired. Yeah. So I'm supposed to follow those rules after the. I don't know. I mean, it's just bullshit anyway. But yeah. Um, so you 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 work at the uh, extreme. There's a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. Brandon Iron used to have a title called Slap Happy. Yeah. Very popular title. He basically slapped the shit out of girls, then he'll fuck them. Yeah. And then from Extreme, you went to Evil Angel where I met you. And um, as far as I know, I didn't have a problem. It was a different uh, management back then. Yeah. I like Chris Norman. He was good to us. I don't necessarily agree with everything that uh, the decisions that he made, but that's you still could work with people as long yeah. as they're honest. And to me, he was honest. We lucked out. We were we were at Evil Angel during a good period for a while. There. Yeah, we really were. There was, it was they were making money. Yeah, the websites were doing well. There was cool people running the websites. There was a lot. There was a lot of people there that got along. It was actually fun working there, and it was a decent place to be. I mean, there's. I mean, it was what it was. If, if, if that's why when when um, Christian Man 
the general manager of Evo Angel wrote um, this paragraph and like the if there was anyone else writing it, I could kind of like, all right, this this is a good job, whatever. But he's such a phony. So when I read it, it's just a lot of PR sales thing. But yeah. the one of the things he said about we at the Evil Angel family, well, he didn't treat anyone like most of the people are there as a family. Yeah. That's the problem. It's just the guy is dishonest and phony. Yeah. And Well, the thing at the same time with the Evil Angel family thing. It was it, before, well, it, before he showed up. The employees were. Yeah. The employees were. I mean, there was... You know, when I was there, I went out. I had um, a tumor on my neck stuff. I had to go through radiation the whole bit while I was yeah. being there. There was no insurance for the employees at that time. Yeah. Um, when I was gone, there was not a phone call for anybody to see how I was doing or anything like that. They tried to replace me. The only reason I came back and kept my job was they hired a fucking moron to try to replace me. The guy was uh, basically some mainstream editor who thought he was the shit, but yeah. really didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And then at the time, I found out they were paying him damn near twice what they were paying me. And I had actually went and asked for a raise at that point stuff. You know? And didn't give it to you? Oh, they gave it to me. Oh, okay. It was actually, this was, I went to John. I asked John, it was... Staliano, yeah. yeah. I asked him for a certain amount, and he started to answer back. I'm like, well, no, no, I'm not telling you right now. Just think about it for a day and come back to me. Let me know what you think. And he actually came back, met it, matched up what they were paying that guy and stuff. Yeah. And because the thing is, I come back, I came back from, I literally come back just from doing radiation. My hair is still trying to grow back and shit. Sure. And fucking, I'm fixing this moron stuff, and he's getting paid way more. Then we got to give John credit. He did the right thing. Yeah, he yeah, did. he did. I mean, because John's John. I mean, he's he's for John. I mean, it's not a family thing. He'll try to do right by people, but I mean, he's I. He, people need to take care of him themselves. I believe in himself. Sure, he's he'll he'll do what he can to help you, but he's not going to go out. Of his well, way. when I got fired, when I when I hear they were saying some terrible things about me, which wasn't true. You know, I even told John at uh, me, the last time I saw him, two weeks after getting fired, my biggest concern was, you want to fire people? Fine. But don't make up lies about people yeah. that is not true. So when I talked to him, I, I, kept, I heard all sorts of nonsense about me that wasn't true. So that, that's my problem. Chris Norman was the general manager before Christian Man, And you're not going to agree with everything your general manager or yeah. boss do. That's just part of any job. Yeah, you're not supposed to. But at least he, he was people person, and um, he didn't fuck me over. I could that I could say it about him. Christian man, he was just dishonest, and he's a phony, and um, that's what I didn't like. And I, I just never trust him from day one. But I didn't know the level of untrustworthiness about the guy. I'm just in awe. I'm honestly surprised he's lasted that long at the company. Because I just think all you have to do your track record doesn't factor in because I don't think you have a good track record. All I know is that only thing you have to do when you're a general manager, you have to convince the owner that he needs him. He's good at that. Yeah. So he's there. And plus, he has a cancer now, so it's hard to get rid of the guy. Yeah. But um, I just think all those phony things that he said on uh, Jake Malone's thing on uh, a couple of days ago, like how much they cared and whatever, that's nice things that he said, but in reality, he doesn't practice that. Uh, he's Yeah, he's... He's he's a salesman. That's he's gonna say what looks right. Mm -hmm. He's gonna say what he thinks needs to be said. He's not. It's no emotion, no actual yeah. crap about it. You know, and fuck if Jake had come to him a few days before and said, "Well, I'm having these issues. I need this for that." Do you think he'd really have given a shit? No. Unless there was something beneficial for him in it, I don't think he would have cared at all. Uh, and I, I agree with you com completely. And uh, which is fine. Yeah. That's why. When I look at guys like Jules, like he would be straight up upfront with you. Like doesn't probably doesn't care, but at least yeah. he's honest about yeah. it. That's all we 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 ask. Enough with this lies, and it's just so stupid. Like, 
um, you know, a couple of people told me like he want to meet me and do the podcast show, or whatever. And, like I don't even want to talk to the guy. Oh, Christian, oh fuck, Christian Christ. Matt. Yeah, I uh, only reason his re- only reason he's responding this because I wrote the letter to John. He met me. I get more information what happened. Then I know a lot about the company, and he tried to offer severance after I wrote John. It just these guys react to things after something bad happens. They could be proactive to prevent that shit from beginning with. Just tell me like. He doesn't like the way I do stuff, but enough with the lies and uh, the DVD sales are dropping. But they can't do that because the business practice within porn is all, you know, a lot of it is pretty shady or shitty yeah. of doing. And that's the problem. If they were like upfront and honest about it, he doesn't have to deal with it. But um, sorry, but I'm going to keep talking about them every once in a while. And he's worried about maybe his legacy, but I don't care. Fucking legacy is legacy? Okay. He's got what video team that failed in the garage. He had to sell it out. I mean, fuck. What's his legacy? He got lucky. He got Evil Angel. That's like trying to sell Coca Cola. You know what I mean? You you got a guaranteed market. You got mm-hmm. stores that have built up. He's got a reputation that he gets to live off of now. But fuck, I can't imagine doing a podcast. I can't imagine trying to sit down and do a show with him. But I, I can't sit there and listen to him. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be damn near if he's baiting you into hitting him. It's gonna be because fuck, he's gonna he's gonna lie right to your face with a smile on his face. Yeah, he's good at that. Yeah, it's gonna be a complete one of those deals where it's like, yeah, this dude's just fucking psycho because gonna be you're full of shit. He's, he he could just. I'm trying to figure out if he knows he's lying or he's been lying so long, long that he think it's just a business talk. Oh yeah, it's a, it's just it's business, business talk. Yeah. yeah. He, well, I say he's a fucking straight up salesman. I mean, it's he's gonna say what he has to say to get what he wants. And I've said this on the podcast. If he. I got a text from him. I didn't know it was his because I had a new f- cell phone yeah. and like I didn't have names attached to numbers. And then it basically said something like, I haven't looked over your life is short. I'm dying. I'm sure you by now you heard that I'm sick. I'd like to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was my friend Maria. She yeah. was sick. So I caught panic, you know. Yeah. It took me almost a minute to figure out, oh man, this Christian man. And he annoyed me because he was lying about the things he lied about me. You know, like if you would have just said, like, "Look, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm dying from cancer. Please forgive me." I would have dropped it. But cancer or no cancer, people like him are same. They're just a liar, and it's just insulting. But I have a problem with a bunch of other people I worked Evil Angel. So that you know that it's, even he's if 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 um. Well, hold on. Let me take a break. Yeah. All right, we're we're back. Um, anyway, enough with the bashing. Yeah, I've done that so many times. <laughs> so um, when you were working for Evil Angel, you one of the uh, good great guy, Christoph Clark, the yeah. director. He invited you to move to Budapest and yeah. edit his stuff. You did that for a year. Yeah. What was that experience like living in Budapest? Uh, this is almost ten years ago, right? This is before your daughter about, was born. Yeah, so it was about eight nine years ago now. Because mm-hmm. she's eight, and we uh, we're gonna have she, my wife got pregnant while we were there. Um, well, why did he need you in Budapest back then? The point then was going to be try to expand and try to get more of a web presence for him and stuff. Yeah. And just to help him. Harvard was the same time he decided to retire from performing at that point. And I didn't realize he was going to be retiring from performing. So I was going to help us be able to shoot some more for him, do some stuff with him also. Sure. And you know, I said the main thing was to try to get to grow the website and stuff. And stuff just didn't pan out when I was over there. Um, we'd had the AIDS crisis. The HIV outbreak and stuff, so it shut well, us what, down. What was it? What, what was it back then? Um, fucking who was they got infected at that point? That was where it was that um, it was a chick from Canada, um, it was Roxy or something like that. She had gotten. Uh, so you were you were in Budapest. It was Darren James. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was there, and they had shut down. There's AIDS in uh, California, so we shut down the 
industry in freaking Budapest, of course. But um makes no sense, but they did. Darren James is an African-American performer. I heard like he's a really nice guy. Yeah. I think he retired. Then uh, his friend TT Boy said, why don't you come back? And he went, so Darren James went to Brazil, and something happened where he came back with HIV positive, right? Well, that's the whole thing. They go back and forth on that. They're, they keep trying to blame her, too. They, they, don't, they keep going between whether it's him or her. And I don't know. I, part of it's you mean, shit. I don't know. You mean, and that was almost 10, yeah, almost yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. But um, so that just messed with the production, and then at the same time, you saw the uh, the whole DVD market start to level out because there was a while there where stuff was just people were making hand, money hand over fist. It was insane. Would you say like uh, some of the early porn DVDs started like ninety eight, ninety nine? Yeah, but it really didn't start booming until like two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand five in that area. There was just it was just a golden time for it. There was. People were buying it like crazy. You were getting higher prices for it. It was just—it was a great time to be selling. I so, remember working for retail shop. Like we were selling so much, we were making a lot of money. Yeah, um, it was insane. I mean, hotel—I mean, not hotel store clerk. Back then, because we were selling so much, we were making probably close to forty grand a year. This is somebody with—you you could be high school dropout, and you were making that kind of money. Yeah. You know. Well, shit. This was. It yeah. wasn't a difficult job either. Well, you had people that, I mean, monthly off of, you know, DVDs, a guy that say was average and making maybe 40, 50 grand a month, all of a sudden is making $100,000 a month. Yeah. I mean, it was just insane. And that was the thing, because, like, fuck, back then, okay, you, budgets were a lot better stuff, fuck. You'd have a $24,000 budget. Nowadays, you don't see that. I mean, $24,000 budget was, like, the average for a long time there. And then now it's just... What the probably, fuck do you use 24000 to, like, five, six scene? We'll figure you got a girl, you're paying her probably. I mean, if you're really doing it right and you want to get everything out of it, you're going to pay her anywhere between 1200 to two grand, depending on what you got her doing. Yeah, you got your guys, and for a while there, you're paying the guys, your low run guys, three to five hundred dollars. You know, yeah. five hundred dollars, you're actually getting a pretty decent guy, but your yeah. low run guys, like three. But if you wanted a good guy, you want decent talent, it was getting up to where it was 800 to a thousand dollars per yeah. guy. Someone so, like Manuel, you probably had to pay that kind of money. Yeah, so yeah. you look at it, it actually goes pretty quickly then. Okay, you've got a girl, you're paying her two grand. you got two guys in a scene, so let's say even if you're going low, you're doing freaking what? 600 to 1000 Yeah, see, let's say, say you're paying $3,500 for mm -hmm. the guys and girl. For one scene. For yeah. one scene, plus you've got your location fee. With, plus makeup. Plus your makeup. Makeup's still pretty expensive. You're talking about anywhere between 75 to 125 for makeup. Yeah. You mean by the time you're setting down everything, you're not making that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds a lot better than what it really was. I mean, shit. And then, like with some of the companies, depending on where you're working out, the way they break you out too, it wasn't like they they hand you all the cash at once. They hand you as you're doing the scenes. I mean, there were certain companies where you'd shoot it, and by the time you were getting ready to shoot your last scenes, you were paying out of pocket. Yeah. And then at the end of it, you were recouping what you could. You're getting, you're getting, you mean what you put, getting what you paid out back, and then if you were lucky, you were clearing maybe. Four or five grand on a movie, and it's one of those situations where, you know, some directors will film a girl in one scene, fuck her, and then get the scene done. Then you offer them on the spot, like I'll give you two hundred bucks for another blowjob thing. Yeah. Well, he'll use that scene for all blowjob movie. You yeah. know, so you know, it's um, you find ways to. Yeah. If you well, if you were lucky, you were a director that had like several different lines. You mm -hmm. can cross the girls over into the different lines. You were yeah. cool. But if you were shooting one one movie a month, yeah, you were screwed because you can make it. You feasibly make it work if you're shooting multiple movies. 
because you can go, okay, I'll pay you two grand to do this DP and stuff, but um, let's tag on, you know, get your blowjob scene and stuff. You can tag on a few more things, get them relatively cheap. So sure. by the time you get one movie, it's almost free. And sometimes these guys cheat by having a girl wear two different outfits. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, yeah. So essentially having yeah. two movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, fuck. We, I had one company over the Betray used to do that. He was like, he wants to, he wanted to try to get basically three scenes out of uh, one scene. I see. He tried to get to do a masturbation scene with one outfit, get him to change the other outfit for the scene, and then you know try to get a blowjob or something in between. Got it. So he, I mean, it, it, I mean it's not a bad move. You know, you know money wise is great, but fucking kind of scam the girls a little bit. Most yeah. of them wouldn't fall for it. They had decent agents. The agent would he know what's up pretty quickly. Like I said, if you're making money in this business now, I tip my hat to you. You're smarter than I am. I don't yeah. I don't understand how uh, I don't get the consumers. And, when, and even these websites where people don't pay any money to see uh, scenes, but they have ads. But like, I don't know why you would put those porn ads. I, I mean, I don't. I just don't get. You know, I'm sure yeah, how they're monetizing it now yeah. is just it's bizarre. You mean? I mean, something like Hunter Moore stuff because he's a friend of mine. But I understand because these are pic- porn is made available for almost everyone. Yeah. But the stuff that Hunter was doing, it was photograph of people was consumed by that one other partner, either boyfriend or girlfriend. Now that's shared by everyone, I, get, I, get, I have to admit, it's, it's, it's fun to look at those pictures. It's not fun for the girl that they yeah. want to share well, the picture. The thing picture. was, because you got the girl's picture, you see her yeah. Facebook, she was a civilian, which adds yeah. a whole lot to it. Um, adult-wise, though, fuck, I, he's got some balls. Because mm-hmm. being in the business, I'd be scared shitless to do it. Because the whole 2257, the whole age thing, everything, just get sure. paranoid. And, I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know the detail. Yeah. I'm going to see him uh, next couple of days yeah. and, uh, you know, go from there. So, Budapest, did you and your wife like uh, living there? I mean... Yeah, no, it was nice. I mean, it, I mean, it was it was a good time to be there, too. It was the sad part was when we were there, too, we watched. The thing was, like I said, yeah, the whole AIDS thing, plus the dollar lost value when we were there. Uh, when we were there, we watched the dollar just plummet. Um, our money was really less worth half of what it was when we walked into the country. I we see. just got there. I mean, it just... It shooting in Europe became more and more difficult. The dollars became worth less and less. Because I think I was one of the few people I actually visit you guys when yeah. you were there. there. And um, yeah, that's where I first found out you were scared of heights. Had no idea we're living on the fourth floor. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I would, I don't like a setup. Yeah. It's yeah. like open air in the yeah. middle, and like yeah, my head's like yeah. spinning around. You know. Yeah. No, and that part, I I had no clue. It's like okay, let's go. And all of a sudden, you're fucking on a balcony, four stories up. I I I, I couldn't I couldn't move. You know. Like, um, but it was a new, beautiful apartment. Christoph yeah. Clerk owned the place. Yeah, he, he was kind of only time, and I went to his house, and uh, I, I don't, I don't know what happened with his, him and his wife or ex-wife. But when I was there, they couldn't be nicer. She was very nice, yeah. beautiful family. He's a good-looking guy. He was very kind. Only time he made me kind of choke while we were eating dinner because during the car, uh, we were having dinner with you, your wife, and his wife, and we were just eating. He's, he just blew her out in the middle of the conversations. Oh, just let me know if you want a hooker because I could get yeah. a hooker. <laughs> oh, no, he had already hit, he hit me up before he even got there. It was like, should we get him, get him you, know, you know, a girl and stuff? I'm like, um, no, he's staying at my place. <laughs> yeah. It's like, my wife's cool and shit, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not really bringing hookers home. I mean, fuck. But no, he, yeah, no, no, he was more than cool with that. He, he, wanted, to, he was, wanted to make sure you're taken care of. I, I was he's just very, a very gracious host. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Kristoff is one of those few guys who wasn't on a dirtball at all. Very yeah, he nice. He was a good guy. I mean, he was. He, he's just a classy guy. I think his mistake was 
paint a little too much. Yeah. And maybe didn't change with time because that's that's another problem that John Leslie Rus saw former director for Evil Angel, maybe he didn't change with the time what the consumers wanted. It's almost like when you watch John Leslie's movie, it's almost like watching basketball from 70s, NBA games from 70s and 80s. It's still NBA, but it's changed, you know? Well, that's the thing. Kristoff would try to. That was the hard part for him, honestly. He would try to do what the audience wanted more and more. But it's, but it's got to be something that you, he have to be into. That's what I'm saying. In all honesty, he'd be better off doing more of what he wanted to do yeah. than trying to conform to other people's stuff. Because transsexual movies, you make a lot of movie, and when Joey Savera make them, I could tell he's really into it. Yeah. He's good at what he's doing. But if you just get into transsexual to make money, it's going to be a disaster because you don't know what you're doing. Fuck yeah, that's the, that's you've got to know what you're doing with that stuff. I could never do it. It's like because you got to be able to work with that talent. You've got to know that those people. Yeah. It's not just fucking. Just you can't just expect people to perform for you. You got to make them comfortable. You've got to make them want to do it for you. If you can't do that, it's going to show. But yeah. I don't know. It's it, porn nowadays, though. It's just it's never gonna be the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I mean, every kid with a webcam now is a fucking porn star. And so, you come back from Budapest. You worked for Yvonne for a little bit when you got back. I came back from uh, Budapest. I came back. I think I had like one or two more movies for Kristoff just out of my house, and then um, we started working for Anabolic at the same time. Okay, I just started working for them. And then Anabolic was just, it was a, I went there, I got there at the wrong time. Because still going down the toilet, right? At it that was point. just drama. It was just drama. There was a divorce going on. There was. Wasn't there like a robbery? At oh, the, they, we got a, I'm at home one day getting ready to go into work, get a phone call. It's like, don't come in. I'm like, okay, what's going on? No, just don't come here. Okay. Just, and then, you know, some of the other people I know, they were calling me going, what the fuck's going on? No, no, what's going on. Turns out, yeah, no, somebody came in, fucking broke into the place, um, stole the company truck, loaded it up with a... But I heard it was an inside job. Oh, yeah. It was... Okay, the cops could give a shit less about trying to figure out who did it. The break-in point, where they supposedly broke in out, the window was busted out from the inside, because... <laughs> and, um... Yeah. Now, the person who broke in... No. Well, CSI Chatsworth. Yeah, no shit. It's, it's a porn company. They're like, fuck you. But, um... The, uh... They knew about shit in the office. It was like they knew where the servers were at. They pulled the servers because that's they had everything. There's cameras every place there. First thing they did was walk around, bash cameras, and take the servers out so you couldn't see them. Yeah. Um, dude, they knew. There, I didn't even know until after the fact that the uh, owners had panic rooms. Yeah. I had at at the Anabolic Production at, Company. Yeah. They uh, fucking went in there. Uh, one of them had one of the uh, owner had a stash of guns. That was one of the big things he's upset about losing because a bunch of the guns you can't buy in California anymore. They were technically illegal. If you owned them beforehand, cool. fine. that's Chris Alexander's company. Uh, Chris was anabolic. Greg was diabolic. Okay. But yeah, no fucking. So they they knew shit about the office that I was like, fuck. I worked there for a year and I had no clue about. It. Yeah. Um, but they literally they lined up stuff. They took their time. They loaded up a, a Ford Expedition full of stuff. Stole I mean all the computers out of there. Did they ever find out who did it? No. But they have idea. Yeah, no, there's there's a couple. It, it comes down to basically being a couple of people. But then there's there was that break in. Then all of a sudden, um, Volt, which missed, I should have brought up when uh, the minion drone was here. There was a home invasion at Volt's house. Um, that was, was he there when that thing happened? Drone, yeah, no, he ended up hog tied on the floor, tied up on the floor, facing the whole bit. Wait, did um, we talk about that? No, we missed it on the show. 
um, they didn't get brought up on you guys. So, Vo, this is at his house. He yeah. filmed and edited stuff at his house. Yeah. Okay. And he was working for Anavalk at the time. Yeah. And then... Um, well, the thing was, the house he was working at was that one of the owners of the company's house, actually, that he mm. rented from them. There was drama with that and stuff. Um, there, it was just, there's drama floating around all over the place, and all of a sudden, there's a home invasion there. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys come in, and it's hard to say. It was... It, it could have even been from from the offices or it could have been from the talent one of the two mm-hmm. but they came in uh, tied up Jerome smacked him around a little bit tied him up led a volt around the house at gunpoint took all the cameras all the computers did they find out who did it? no once again Chatsworth PD doesn't really give a shit it was born no and it's it's like it's a crime they could give a shit less about and just got left to die and, but fuck now they that was when shit really went down for Volt after that. Because we'd already had issues. Everybody was paranoid at that point. Was he making money from Anabolic? Oh, yeah. He was. He was He was running their websites, which yeah. was making good money. He was directing for them, making okay money. thing was with Volt, he didn't give a fuck about making money on the directing and stuff. A lot of the shit he was doing, he was breaking even on. He was working, he was shooting for Anabolic yeah. and Diabolic. He was breaking even on some of it, yeah. losing money on some of it. But he was making most of his money from the website. And he was just having fun being an asshole. So he didn't... He ain't shit. He had no overhead. He was just for himself. But he never fucked from the camera. No. Uh-uh. Okay. The only time he was on camera um, was uh, at Extreme. He was? Yeah. There's a movie called Mamory Man. It was their version of a fucking superhero movie. Yeah. And he played um, the uh, fucking inspector or some bullshit like that. And uh, he dressed up. He fucking put a fake mustache and shit on and stuff. But yeah, he was in that. That's the only time you actually see him on camera and stuff. And that was what was hilarious, because for the longest time, Volt was all about, you know, hiding his face and shit, when the people see who he was, and he'd already done that. I, I'm always been surprised with him, because the more I hear about his background, I can't believe he tried to do that shit in uh, porn business, you know? His, dude, his family's strict. His They're parents, so conservative. Very. They're also hardcore religious and stuff. Yeah. Fuck, I remember getting uh, phone calls and text messages from him. He had to bail out. He got stuck on a cruise with his family, and didn't find out until after he went to go to the cruise. That it was a whole religious retreat thing. It was like a Catholic fucking going to Honolulu type thing. God, and, and so it was a Korean, a Korean Catholic church. Everybody going together to fucking Honolulu, and the little pornographers there with him. And he was one of the worst, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. he just just in terms of like the mean things he was doing to girls. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, the fuck shit. Like I said, there's the classic fucking uh, was it was Ashley Blue? Was one of the Ashley something like that? Ashley Blue. They choked her until she yeah. passed out. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the classic ones because that was just. It was one of those just disturbing. You see the girl black out and come back like, well, what happened? What happened? She thought she, she died and shit, you know. Yeah. But she's one of the few uh, porn girls, extremely smart, self-aware, yeah. wrote a book about her experience. It was really entertaining. Oh, I haven't read the book, though. Huh? I haven't read the book. That'd be interesting. She's really, really interesting. Yeah. And um, there's like a five or six girls, like, you could tell, like, you could kind of have a good conversation with, like, uh, Christina Rose, uh, Ashley Blue, Andy Sandimas. I haven't met her, but I could tell she's an interesting one to talk to. Sarah Siobhan sounds like a pretty good person to talk to, but uh, I'm sure a couple other than ones. But Ashley Blue is, I've heard, I talked to her a couple of times at Comedy Club, and I saw him and Jimmy Kimmel live when uh, The Antwerp from South Africa was performing on it. Oh. But yeah, they're, she's a really, really interesting girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus fuck. A lot of them are really nice, really interesting, but some troubled chicks. Fuck. <laughs> But now, so I did, I did Anabolic for a little bit, and then um, I did, 
left there, uh, went to a web company, and then I saw Metro was hiring, went to there. And you met Christian Mann at uh, Metro? Yeah, that's yeah. Where, when I came to Metro, that was, I guess, they had just got through switching over. Mm -hmm. They uh, bought out video team and shit. And uh, part of the deal with buying that out was Christian Mann got to go there. He was, yeah. he brought his people over. I got hired by the old, the old regime that was there. Yeah. Hired me, and then so I got cleaned out. Um, shortly into it and so the uh, guy that I was my direct boss when I was yeah. there he had been at the company for literally like 12 years some shit like that yeah. and they fired him two weeks after me they just, just got rid of him it was pretty it was sad really the dude had been there forever and they fired him from being late <laughs> it was just stupid shit yeah he yeah, was trying to get rid of him so then after that you worked with Jules Jordan yeah and um, you know if you look at the last 25 years, which porn logos, Stallianos of the world, and obviously, um, what's his name at uh, Steve Hirsch at the Vivid? Yeah. And of course, you have guys like Jules. I'm yeah. sorry if I'm missing other people. I'm sure there are big you know, names up there. Yeah. But Jules definitely is in there, and he started as a store clerk in Philadelphia, and he started from scratch with no money. and. Look at him now, you know. Yeah, no, he worked his way through the ranks. He started working, literally working from in the store mm -hmm. to working for a distributor, and then uh, shooting some stuff and everything. Did he start doing for something Rose? Rosebud. Rosebud. Yeah. And well, which company was it? They also distributed for porn, but um, he was a director for them. I can't remember. It's a big, big company, and somehow his movie got to John Stelliano. He liked it, and next thing you know, Jules. Yeah, well, fine. So I, honestly, I thought, from what I I thought he kept bringing stuff to John too. Yeah, he kept. He made sure he wanted to be with John. He wanted to be with Evangel. Evangel was the mecca. That's where you wanted to be. Yeah, John was the only one that wasn't fucking over directors. He was the one that was actually giving him. A I have to give him credit for that. Yeah. He he changed the game because before yeah. you get budget for movie, oh, but shit. he the Ashley fucking making it too. That's like anabolic. I honestly, Ash or Jules Jordan. Um, fucking him making, I think, uh, part of what killed Anabolic. Well, he was friends with Eric Everhard and those guys. Yeah. He would go by Another there. Another great performer. Yeah, he would go by there. That's what he milked them for girls and stuff. He'd get, you know, find out who's hot and stuff there. And those guys would see him. They watch him get signed on Evil Angel. And all of a sudden, Jules Jordan's rolling flush. He's got cash. He's buying a home. He's fucking got nice cars. And these guys are barely making their rent and driving hoopties. Because playing for Evil Angel. Angel or Evil Empire, it's very similar for becoming a player for New York Yankees. You know, like once you became director back then, especially, I mean, it was crazy well, the money. Deal was, it was a different. The thing was, it was a different format than everybody else. Everybody else was you got a budget, you were handed this much money, you shot the movie, you got to keep the yeah. change, whatever you, you you was left over. That's what your fee was. Sure, and that was it. You saw nothing else. Fucking Evil Angel was. Guess what? You own your product. We take a percentage for what it costs um, to replicate and for the sales and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But you own your product and you're actually getting a fair share of what you sell. And if it wasn't for women and just being obsessed with but you know, John probably would have become a like um, you know, PhD candidate in economics and stuff. He's, he's into that stuff, yeah. you know, and he understands incentive and yeah. he understands that. So but great format. Nobody thought about it before, and that's why Evil well, Angel do well because people have incentive to create great products, right? The thing is also with like Evil Angel though, mm -hmm. and Evil Angel, Anabolic. Those are the, one of the reasons those companies got as big as they were too. Just was VHS was the right place, at the right time. 
Like a lot of those companies that are huge, I don't think would ever have existed if they hadn't been there when they were. They were already shooting on video. Yeah. They were first ones in there to start getting stuff done. Sure. That's what got them. If they hadn't been there, shit, it could have been, it sounds cool, but it could have been almost anybody. Anybody that was willing to do it at the time, willing to put in a little bit of effort, would have gotten it. Um, I know your kid's going to come in, but I, want, I do want to talk about some of the Evil Angel stuff. <laughs> I just remember something. So, Karen Staliano, obviously married to John Staliano. Yeah. Didn't you tell me, like, she would leave and just leave the kid with you? Oh, fuck. That was like, I've been working there less than a week. And this was an infant child. So, she doesn't really know you. She didn't know me at all. I think this was literally, like, first or second conversation having with me. Legitimately, yeah. I literally just met her, and she left the infant child with me. And how old was she about that time? She was she was sitting in a car seat. She was an infant, legitimate infant. I don't. Not even year then. Uh, at best, I mean, less than that. Okay, so I, I don't want to say your kid's name or anything. Let's yeah. not. But you have two kids. Yeah. And let's say it's not even like porn oh, she, company. At that point, at that point, I had no kids. Okay, at but let's point, just yeah. just say. Is there any, like, what's the psychology behind it? Like, would you leave your kid with somebody you only know of a week? If I, I wouldn't leave my kid with anybody like that. I'm, it just, I don't know. I, I don't know. So what was your reaction when that happened? Oh, I was just like, okay, you mean, I, I like kids. I'm cool with kids. I got nephews and stuff. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, luckily, I'm cool with that. I don't care. But at the same time, I was like, I'm not touching this kid. Yeah. And luckily, the kid's sitting in their car seat. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay on the other side of the room here. And hopefully that kid's cool the entire time. Wait, wait, wait. She kept the kid in the car? No, no, it was in a car seat. No, in, in a room? Yeah. She left him in the car. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. No, she left him in the car. No, she left him in the car. Yeah. No, because... Yeah, it was fine. Because I've been to Finland, and then either Finland or Estonia, they will keep baby carriage outside of the restaurants, and they will leave the kid in there. I'm not even joking. Because there's no crime and kidnapping yeah. there, yeah. but either that, they're going to bring child services and yeah. get your kid out of there. So... So you have a couch or something in your room, right? No, this was just literally... Um, and a floor? Yeah, no, it was on the floor. In a baby carriage thing. Not a carriage, but the baby seat thing. Yeah, just a seat, just a handheld carry thing. And how long was she gone for? It wasn't that long. I mean, probably maybe a half hour at the most, something that ballpark. Oh, okay. Well, well I mean... Actually, I'm sorry, but still, for some dude that I don't know that's sitting there editing porn, am I leaving my infant daughter sitting there on the floor that I, I bear, I've had maybe two conversations with this guy? No, definitely just an odd decision. I thought it was like eight to ten hours. Oh fuck no, 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 no. Uh-uh. I mean, still not yeah. good, but I, I misunderstood. Yeah, no, but still, no. it is strange to just trap your kid. Yeah, for somebody you barely know, a porn yeah. company in a porn company, and it sounds fucked up. But if you're if you want to see a kid get molested, that was the perfect place. I'm in the, I'm in offices over by myself, not by anybody else's other offices. Yeah. That kind of thing is like just common sense makes you go. Okay, that's an odd decision. Didn't you tell me she fell down the stairs too? I, I missed out on that stuff, but yeah, supposedly they'd bring the kid and uh, yeah, she'd tumble down. She was learning how to walk and stuff, so she wasn't very good at it. Yeah, she had, other than that, you didn't have any other kids encounter there? No, I was not. Huh, no, I was shit. No. So you were still editing when she was in the room? I stopped and kind of like just watched the kid. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, no, I was in there full on editing. Yeah. How funny is it if you got fired because you didn't work that 30 minutes editing? <laughs> no. I mean, the thing, it, it was what it was. It was the, the thing was, I never got that. I, I didn't get the whole thing with the kids bringing them in the office at all. Um, new shit. 
Well, even a regular job, it's just strange to bring kids. Yeah. You know, because... Um, it's one of the ideals for Yeah, once in a blue moon, you'll bring by the kids by the office to show the other people that you work there because, fuck, parents do that. You I mean, there will be babbles about their fucking kids mm-hmm. all the time and stuff like that. And Especially if you're office with a bunch of women and stuff, then, yeah, they really want to see them. Guys usually give a shit less, but people at least bring by their kids to show them off. But yeah, fuck. but if you strip, you're not going to bring your daughter to a strip club. Well, no. <laughs> no. Well, they should. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure some of them do. But no, I mean, shit. It's just, yeah, with a porn company, I don't get it. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't. I've seen the sad part. I've seen it at other companies. Even when I worked at um, Evil Angel, or not Evil Angel, but uh, Jill Jordan. I was working there. Um, they had a kid there. Fucking, I. It was not when Ashley or Jules when Jules Jordan was in the building. I never saw it at the same time. Then really, I don't think. But um, somebody brought a kid Scott, when he wasn't there. Scott Justice would bring his kid there on a regular basis and have him sit in the. Uh, Lunchroom. Wait, but how old are we talking to kids? We're talking about a kid that's going to school. She's got to be, I want to say she was, had to be about, I want to say she was a year older than my daughter, so she was like seven or eight, something like that. Why do they do that? Yeah, no, this kid is fully aware. This isn't like somebody that's going to forget. They're going to remember going to work, going to daddy's office. But no, yeah, no, the kid. And Scott Justice, the same guy who ripped off Jules Jordan, right? Well, hey, they're in court on it. There's litigation. Um, no, he's uh, allegedly. That, yeah, he's the one that allegedly that um, somehow conspired with a bunch of other yeah, people. That made sure, that, yeah, that took a company they were distributing for, went and worked for them, and took all their um, employees. Took, all, took a bunch of Jill's employees, made sure that all the uh, masters and stuff were gone before he left, and everything. Just yeah, it was. A, wait, 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 master of Jules movies? Not Jules's of the company that they were distributing for, because that was Brazzers, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, he was doing the Brazzers plus some of the other companies they owned too. So, he, this happened middle of the night. No, what happened was it didn't happen really in the middle of the night. What happened was uh, that obviously night, Ashley wasn't there. No, Ashley got I believe a letter or something like that delivered to his house. I think first thing in the morning saying uh, his resignation. And I mean, this is your head salesman, office manager. Yeah, you're you know, your head sales guy. Well, he and he takes the office manager with him. The uh, uh, production coordinator with them and the two main warehouse guys with them. So, I mean, is it safe to say it was a conspiracy? <laughs> oh, completely, totally. I mean, the the only people that I don't think were uh, the uh, the warehouse guys actually had to go inter- for, interview for their jobs. Everybody else was going. They knew they were going. I mean, and this is not something they talked day before. It's a careful oh, planning, this, right? No, this is planned out because like they literally had to order. They had um get all the uh, masters onto hard drives and stuff, everything they needed from the from browsers and their stuff. They wanted all that stuff sent out and sent back to them. They made sure all that stuff was roped up and sent back before the... Uh, but were you there when this thing happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, I was there. No, watch that. It was ridiculous. The only people... He, Ash, um, Jules Jordan at that point, he righteously so, called in everybody and started interviewing. The only people that he called in was myself and um, Jeff. Martin. Well, yeah, yeah, really like people because he knew... Because I didn't really get along with them. I was, you know, it was work, but other than that, it was work. And same thing with Jeff. Neither of neither them were real overly friendly with them. Everybody else, he was calling to make sure they weren't getting taken away. Or so, Jules Jordan knew you guys were not in it. Yeah, we're the only people that he called in to get interviewed to go. Because he knew that you guys didn't like Scott Justice. That's yeah. his name? That and also, we've been around yeah. long enough that he knew where the loyalty, I think, was out on that. Yeah. He, some shit was up, but I think he realized we would have said something. Right. We weren't out to fuck him. But no, he he got raped on that. They fucking just fucked him. Be- because, 
for those of you who don't follow porn, people in the porn business have a, a mixed feeling about browsers because browsers are the one who used to have, well, probably still do, those websites providing free porn while they pretend like they were outraged that somebody was stealing their stuff. Yeah, and well then they went through and they bought, well the thing is all that stuff's also kind of bullshit. Every mm -hmm. business and moans about, oh yeah, they've got these sites, they're these free sites, they're taking all this content and just stealing our content. Okay, yeah, there was a fair amount of that stuff that was stolen, user submitted shit, but the stuff they put up themselves was a lot of it was from companies that made bad deals. Um, Cause like Red Light back in the day, you could buy most of their catalog for $100 a scene. People didn't know what the fuck they were doing on their internet. They gave these wicked, these just insanely stupid deals with their content. Yeah. They were just selling off. They're like, they didn't see the internet as being anything other than just a novelty. They were like, okay, I'll sell the rights to this shit. I really don't care. And that's like, you're talking about um, Randy West. Yeah. What fucked him was he sold off his DVD rights back in the day going, fucking DVDs, what are those? Fuck them. I don't know the detail, but my, yeah. my understanding, he signed really bad DVD yeah. sales, mm -hmm. and uh, they had a control in like X many years, yeah. and I guess he came to the conclusion like he couldn't justify keep making more because he made no money at all. because yeah, Evil Angel was streaming his VHS, so that was cool, At least, he was, but VHS was dying, so they weren't selling that anymore, and the people that were selling his DVDs just couldn't sell his DVDs. They just didn't have a distribution for it. So, yeah, so he, he was basically fucked, and yeah. look, I'm terrible with money. But I think a lot of porn performers, especially, are bad with money too, yeah. and um, you know, people don't make the best life decisions. Ain't shit. Yeah, and I've said this before. If you ended up working for a guy named Buttman, you made some bad decisions in your <laughs> life. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just a. I mean, for John, it's a good thing. And he made some really strange personal decision hurt him. Another decision regarding his kids is just, I don't get it. But other than that, as, as far as business person goes, he provided a good product. For the most part, it's been pretty successful. Yeah. It's just this really weird, personal, weird tendency. You know? I mean, I'm sure if you spend enough time with me, you're going to say, like, why do you do that, Yoshi? We all do that, too. But I think when you're powerful and when you make decisions have an impact on other people's life, that's when people notice more of that weird yeah. things, you know? For me, if you want to expose pornography to kids, it's not right. But if you're doing it at home, but... The fact that I complain and they were bring kids and the kid is watching me watch porn. Yeah. Ah, I'm no, I'm no uh, fucking Dr. Phil, but I think that's just weird. I mean, honestly, everybody that I dealt with, the most responsible about bringing the kids in the office and stuff, um, anabolic, they were actually the um, Greg's kids. I never even saw the office ever. Um, so they were good about yeah, protecting Chris, kids. Yeah, never. Chris, his daughter came in a couple times. But when his daughter came in, everybody got forewarning. It was they're coming in, make sure nothing's on your screen type thing. Yeah. Everything's covered up. They go, I mean, his office, he had fucking Little Mermaid pictures in there. Oh, yeah. If they don't have posters yeah. and shit, yeah, and if they've been notified, yeah. nothing's airing, she could visit whatever. That's what I'm saying. Still, I still don't think you should bring them because no. it's a porn company and cops are always looking for reason yeah. to give you a hard time. So. Well, that's really the justice one I never got because he was in the middle of a divorce and shit. He's supposedly having these issues. Okay, if, you're, if your ex is really trying to fucking dig at you, bring her into a porn place is pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know what judge is going to go, oh, well, you know, he's taking her to the porn place after work every day. The yeah. porn offices. Fuck, I don't know if any judge is not going to fucking take the get away. Any responsible one, at least. So I never understood that at all. And that rec reckless behavior, you know? Yeah, no, um, it's just... I think it's damn near abusive, really, if you think about it. It's like, so overall, Jules was a hard-ass boss, but like most bosses are like, other than that, my impression is, he seemed pretty honest. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty straightforward. Yeah. And he got fucked, 
even though he was warned that don't hire Scott Justice, I guess that's his name. Fucking yeah, dude. It's one of those deals when I always feel like you're, well, at least I would say he had a reputation beforehand. Yeah. Let's put it this way. His last job had locked him out, basically. He had to get his stuff mailed to him. I see. He, he was, he had a reputation. Is I, he a big guy? Yeah. Um, he's probably like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, something like that. Oh, he is a big yeah, dude. he's a big guy. But, um... He, does he try to physically intimidate people and shit like that? Oh, that's not his ways. Kind of. He will. He'll, he'll, he he kind of will. I mean, fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. He tries to play it up a little bit. I see. But, fuck, I, I wouldn't say overly or anything like that. Part of it, too, is just people are naturally intimidated by that. I mean, you, you know, aware of it, too. Mm-hmm. But, no. Nah, he had a reputation for... It before it. He had a pretty well reputation for... There's issues about potential padding budgets and shit. There's, sure. I mean, there was there was lawsuits talked the last time he left the job. The thing was, he also he took a lot more than just the browsers too. There was a whole issue with the Playboy TV and stuff, and then they ended up buying up Playboy TV rights and stuff too. Um, browsers. So is it browsers. safe to say he's shady? <laughs> oh fuck yes. I mean, even taking no no previous history of any of it, mm-hmm. shady as hell. You mean allegedly? Yeah, fucking. That, well, this we I, have to protect ourselves. I fuck. I saw what I saw. I saw firsthand the fact that you walk away. With Nobody's listening to this podcast yeah, anyway. Fuck, I mean, shit. I mean, what are you gonna sue me for? <laughs> but uh, nah, you fuck. He's got a multi-million-dollar lawsuit against him for what he did. I mean, all, all I could say is people in porn business are angry for browsers because they were. Uh, have other businesses stealing other people's stuff. But the reality is, if you need to work, some people ended up working for Brazzer because out of economic yeah. necessity. But there's a resentment, yeah, you well, know. Everybody criticized Jules when I started distributing their stuff. Yeah. Started on their DVDs, everybody's like, oh, you're a traitor, you're this or that. And they, they got betrayed by them. Yeah. And when they fucked him, well, the thing was they tried to buy him. Yeah. They tried to buy him out and he went away. He's like, it's his name, you know, and you're buying Jules Jordan. Yeah. So that's kind of hard for him. I mean, fuck, he's going to probably overvalue the company. He's going to want more of it than a typical company. No, his movies are great. He always pick a hot girls and yeah. do, you know, I mean, he know what he's doing. But when they decided not, when he told me he wouldn't let him buy him out, they basically bought the the company from inside. Right. Took all the talents yeah. and all the um, human capital, all yeah. the secrets and how they do stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He walked away. Yeah. He, this is your head sales guy. He's walking with all your lists, everything he knows. You mean? How the, things are run. Yeah. The yeah. only thing, you know, where Jules screwed up is he should have had a fucking some sort of contract. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why shit. Yeah, I just gotta walk with everything. Um, I guess we could end it. I mean, I do want to talk like maybe, I don't know, end of the year or something. Yeah. See what's up with you. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, if you guys are interested, uh, um, you you are you looking for work in the, like video editing or? <laughs> Uh, it sounds real. I'm not. Or or uh, you do you do computer stuff too? Yeah. Uh, websites. Yeah. I'm a little more doing IT stuff now because my kids are getting old enough. I don't want to deal with the porn stuff anymore. Sure. And the hard part with video editing now, it's everybody can do it. Yeah. When I started off doing it, it was a different game. Or they could do it, but they don't want to be associate porn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's just shit. Just in editing in general, even mainstream, it's gotten to where it's not worth it. It's. It, the work's way less infrequent. There's more people that can do it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, especially after doing porn so long, I've started all over again. And then where I have to go on it, it's just not worth it. Sure. Well, uh, sorry, if you're listening to this, um, bless your heart, because <laughs> we were just going all over the place. You know, I just, I want, I came to come back here. I want to see John. I haven't seen him in a while. 
just to bullshit and you know talk about reminiscing stuff in the past and uh, I don't know maybe we're just repeating shit from the yeah. f f episode <laughs> two or three or whatever. There's but like four people in the industry that'll follow what we said and be pissed off and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and because really they're fanning away. And I have I've had people important people business threaten me or behind my back or front of me, but really uh, I grew up in Japan so. In Japan, if you threaten people, if you're a guy and you threaten people, basically we kind of take it as you're being a woman because just don't threat, just do what you say you're going to do without warning. Then, then we'll take you serious. So, I've had people threaten me. Who knows? Maybe I'll get beat up someday. But I just don't take that seriously. If if they don't, if that's why we bomb Pearl Harbor, right? There's no warning. We just bomb you. So. Um, all right, well, uh, if, if you have question for John or if you have a job offer, he's a fantastic worker. He, you know, he's uh, IT stuff and in, in editing, and he knows a lot about the business. And you could use him for stuff outside of the business, too. But if you want to contact John, just tweet to me or um, email me at dumbyoshi at gmail.com, and uh, I will uh, make sure you guys contact John. But anyway... Thanks for listening, and John, uh, good job. Thanks, bro. Congratulations with your wife. I mean, you, you guys are a great team, and you know you have beautiful kids. So, <laughs> thanks for not taking your kids to phone companies. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and hope you guys soon. Bye.